what do you remember about the shooting, if you're willing to talk about that? I, I was, I, obviously I was there, but uh, I don't remember the exact moment. I don't remember pulling my gun uh, out of my body or whatever it was located, and I don't remember aiming at any human being. I don't remember any of that, Mr. Prismich. And, and I've said that from the get-go. So I, it's, it's not that I'm trying to evade. No, I understand. Uh, let me just ask you a question. When did you start remembering things? After the shooting, when was what was the first thought that you had? After the Everything was always hazy in my head about that. And uh, Attorney Teeter, who passed away, was trying to get uh, a specialist, uh, Dr. Herbert Spiegel, in New York to hypnotize me. I was going to say viewers then. That's wrong. Not quite. Hello, listeners. <laughs> Welcome to Crimes, Creeps and Coffee. Hey, guys. Hello. I am... Um, no, let's do it. Let's talk about that first. Let's talk about that first. So that was Sirhan <laughs> Sirhan. So you asked me who RFK was. Yeah. So Sirhan Sirhan. So Robert RFK... F. Kennedy. Yes. It was Bobby uh, John... Kennedy. Bobby Kennedy. It was uh, John Kennedy, JFK's brother. And oh. a, a couple of years, I think I'm going to get the timeline right, Robert Kennedy was in a hotel because he was running for president. And Sirhan Sirhan came up to him as he was exiting through the kitchen and put a revolver next to him and shot him and killed him. Oh, right. So but both the Kennedys th- died? Yeah. yeah, so they were both assassinated. Wow. But Sirhan Sirhan claims that he, he didn't remember doing it. And um, it's used to cite evidence of a secret uh, US program in the 60s called MK Ultra, where they would take the idea was you'd take people, do various different psychological um, experimentation on them and, and tactics, that kind of thing, and create the, uh, turn them into a killer who doesn't know they're a killer. Right. Oh, yeah, because I've seen that joke a lot, actually. Joke? Yeah, like, so there was an episode of uh, Family Guy where they did a. They programmed Meg. Oh, yeah. right, yes. Yeah, yeah to, that kind of thing. Kill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you ever seen The Manchurian Candidate? Have you ever seen that film? No, of course I The have. original? I think the original's got Frank Sinatra in. Oh, right. The new one's got Denzel Washington. Neither are brilliant. But that, <laughs> it's that kind of idea where you, the best killer is somebody who doesn't know they're a killer. So mm. Sirhan Sirhan, he's, he's never changed his story, really. He says, I don't, he's got no reason. He's got no motive whatsoever. Oh, right. So he's, he's quite odd as a... As a um, he has a killer. He has no political affiliation yeah, to yeah. him or anything. It uh, was a case of he literally just, just walked up to him with a gun yeah. and shot him. Wow. So he's either mentally ill or maybe there's something. Or he's a sociopath. Yeah. Was there any relation between the two assassinations? Or was, does well, it just, they, they, they were both... There's plenty of conspiracy theories yeah. about it. Because yeah. it's really odd that like, two both. brothers... Yeah, they, they, they've both been assassinated. And mm. they both wanted the same thing for the United States. Yeah, they were quite... Mm. So, I think they, they had some differences, but yeah, overall they were very similar. Very similar. Interesting. Right, so today, well, let's do names. I'm, <laughs> I'm Nick. There we Hi, go. Nick. Hello. How you doing? Hi. Uh, we've got Steph today. That's a me. As Hello. always. And we've also got Charlotte, as always. As hey, well. guys. And we are the Creeper team. The Creepers. No, the no, Creeper team? No, I like, we are the Creepers. Yeah. Because well. we like to... Wait, I'm not going to finish that. Yeah, you used to call our audience members creepers, and I thought it was a bit derogatory. You guys tell us what you want to be called. <laughs> we'll even call people. you by your first names if you so wish. Oh, thank That's you. We've lot. had we've had um, 
more recommendations for stories this past week through the Instagram, haven't we? Oh, have we? Um, have we? Laura sent one, didn't oh, she? Oh, she yes. did indeed, yes. Ah. Hey, Laura, thank you for your support. Yes, yeah. Laura, get no, in. I, I think we should thank everybody, because we've been going, what, yeah. uh, five months now? I yeah, think? this no. this episode I, is our 23rd. Yeah, Give I don't know if, if we're getting any better, but thank you for... If we're for, not, please tell us if we are. That's great. <laughs> yeah. But we've got, we've got some plans for next year that um, we're not going to talk about quite yet for this podcast and, and for other things yeah. but just thank you for for listening this yeah, year because this is going to be our last one of 2019 mm. it is because like i mentioned last episode we want to get drunk and fat yeah to fat is so very important all of the chocolate all of the cake that. all of the sausage rolls mm. and, and, we, and we all hope you have a lovely christmas or we'll hanukkah or yeah, yeah yeah we what's the muslim version eid there we go eid, is, that yeah. is that later in the year i thought that's year? already been whatever well, uh, whatever i'm, I'm whatever not your holiday maybe it be pagan or muslim or whatever you believe in have a good one even if yeah. it's a bit of satan claws instead of santa claus i have been watching a Satanist thing you know uh, like i've been watching a documentary on a netflix called hail satan oh i want to watch of, that actually uh, I'm... satan temple yeah. of uh yeah in america yeah. it's quite interesting yeah Good to know. so your my story today because i'm a bit of a rogue <laughs> a maverick, and then play by the rules puts it everything i just out can't i can't find a christmas story that i found interesting he didn't google it i did I spent at least three minutes Googling Christmas stories. <laughs> but then minutes. something came across my lap and I thought, oh, that's interesting. And it's not something that I can see on other podcasts that's been talked about, really. I only found one other. So hopefully... Which of the, um, give them a shout-out. Can you remember their name? Um, YouTube podcast people. <laughs> oh, great. No, I can't remember it. Uh, if, I think it's a if British If and when one. we do... Nick refines the link, we mm. will post it up on social so you guys can check them out yeah but I'm, I'm not entirely sure how how far reached my story is outside of the uk i know the person involved in this was on dr phil so maybe i love dr of, phil yes Dr. Dr. Phil. Phil. i look at i love how disapproving he is you fucked up yeah you it's done like, fucked up who was that cash me outside cash me outside girl yes um, his look of pure anger and disappointment with her i love it I, I want to emulate now. that What's look. What's her name? Oh, no, I can't remember. I can't remember. It'll come to me. Cash me outside, girl. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, Vicky, Vicky something. All I can think of is Vicky Pollard, because that's what she reminds um, me yeah, of. Yeah, it is Vicky something. Little right. Britain. Yes. Yeah. Steph. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You were looking like... Vicky Pollard. Are you, but you did the face yeah, but, instead of just no, saying, what? Yeah, but... Yeah, but... No, but... Yeah, but... Like, yeah. oh my God, I can't no, no, no. just said that. I was... I was... I was... I, my face was like that, because I was like... I was trying to think of who it was and then you said Vicky Pollard I was like no that's all I can think of now is just Vicky Pollard <laughs> yeah my, but no yes. my, my thought is gone yes anyway so I'm doing something completely and totally on Christmas related I could find some tenuous link if you want me to yes. do you want us uh, to play some like every, bells at the same everybody time? maybe involved in the story was alive at least for a few Christmases yeah, yeah, that, that, that works. That'll do. There we go. They celebrated Christmas at some point. At some point but, in their life. But Charlotte, because she's a, uh, a teacher's, a teacher's pet, is doing something <laughs> completely related to Christmas. What are you doing? Today? I'm doing Christmas law, the dark Christmas law. And I promised Steph that I w there is a men I have Krampus mentioned once, but not in detail like Steph gave you last week. Did you see that video I sent can't you? can't top that. Are those Krampuses going mental? Yeah. In, uh, in some German city. There was about four or five of them just oh, whipping people. Oh, I found people. out. Sorry. Go on. Mm. 
Whitby, yeah. Whitby, as in Whitby in the UK, mm. has their own Krampus event. Give over. Yeah. <gasps> next year, dude. Next year. We need to go. We need to. Have I need you to ever get been to Whitby? Whip out. <laughs> Whip I know it's, people in it's grim. It is it, quite grim. I thought that was Grimsby, but uh, uh, no. Uh, yeah, but I just but, want to go for the Krampus thing. Yeah, I want to dress up as Krampus. Well, bring it, bring it to the Midlands. I think it'd look a bit odd was just walking around as Krampus, calling it. I'm an event. sure. I'm sure Digbeth would be okay with it. Yeah, bring yeah. it to Digbeth. Yes, well, that's something to plan for and plan look forward. To, We've done it? events. We can do this. So should we? Bang on. In the words of the Backstreet Boys, let's get this party started. That wasn't the Backstreet Boys, was it? No, I don't, I don't think back so. Backstreet's back. Oh, Who did that song? Let's get... No, oh, I don't know. Let's get it started in here. Let's get it started in here. That's Black Eyed Peas. Is it? Yeah. Oh. Well, right. in the words of the Black Eyed Peas, let's get it started. Indeed. Well, yes. I am. Uh, yes. <laughs> the man who invented... What did, what, he always was inventing things, wasn't he? He had a telephone that was... Oh, I don't know. I don't yeah, he, he wears white a lot. Yes. Right, so today I'm talking about the curious kidnapping of Chloe Ailing. Can anybody roll their R's? Because that would sound quite nice if somebody... What was it again? The curious kidnapping of... The curious kidnapping. Chloe Ailing. Curious kidnapping of Chloe. Could you tell she was an L? There's no R's in that. Okay, we've spent enough time on that. We've spent enough time on that. Right, so I like that. Let me do that again. Curious. I can't even do it now. You know what you've started now. No, that's enough. People don't need... People don't come here to listen to that. Curious. Right, so... It's all right, Charlotte, that's enough now. You've last got time, overexcited. That's one, that's, a, that's one. Curious. <laughs> Done? Yes. Good. Right, so let's bring uh, a picture up of the lady in question. So, Steph, we already... Steph already reacted to this when we weren't recording. So, Steph, do you want to pretend you've seen this photo for the same time and have the same reaction? <gasps> There we go. Beautifully done. So this story isn't too old. Um, if we go to, um, I mean, if you describe the lady in question for, for people who've maybe... Yeah. Eyebrows on fleck. She's very beautiful. She's very beautiful. Yeah, she's kind of ethereal hair. Yes. She's um, a model. Let's be honest. Yeah, she's, she's a like model. A, she's yes. a typical kind of model-ish kind of thing. Yeah, she's a she's a, a page three model, so she's quite bosomy. Yeah. Booksomy. Like bosomy. Booksomy. She, she flaunts booksomy. her testicles. Yes, and she's got that kind of definite page three um, uh, men's magazine sort of yeah. look to her. Yeah. If you go to the, um, if you got your in- her Instagram, so we can just get some more. This this that photo there's a couple of years old, but this is sort of oh, her she has now. Her Instagram. Yeah. How many followers does she have? Not as important, but Jesus. Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Nearly wow. core, core of a million. Three, four K. Okay. Right. Okay, so enough. if we just scroll down that just to get she an idea. She follows ninety nine. She was on Big Brother. Yeah, we'll get to that a bit later. Okay. So this is her now. I think she she's maybe a quite a lot of plastic surgery yeah, now. Yeah, I'd say she's to... had a bit of surgery. Wow, her lips are definitely... Do... Look at her lips on that one. Yeah. Her, I'm saying had... that she's had chest surgery. Mm. I mean, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah, no, of course it is. So just to give you an idea of, of what she looks like now. So, okay. yes. So 
you've heard about this before. This was only yeah, a couple of years ago. Look at those lips. Look at those. All right, this, we're not here to shame. <laughs> we're not shaming, but like... That compared to you, the picture that we've just seen, they, they are... Yes, they are. T- I'd say yeah. they're too much for a lady. Yeah, and it's no. like, you you can look how you want to look. Absolutely. That's not what we're saying. It's just that From sometimes just people can go a little bit too far. And she was beautiful beforehand. Yeah. I, I think she she looks... Yeah, she looks and sort of girl next story. Her I'm lips normal. look like she's been sucking on a shot glass. It's, I think it's the comparison to because obviously that picture that we saw just before was obviously at the time of her go back to it go back to it it was at the time of her when she was in the news yeah she looks so lovely so her there. lips are not like and she looked beautiful in she that does. Yeah, she, she does but that compared to her last her Instagram mean, picture I mean she's still objectively attractive pretty she's, yes, but, but it's, it's maybe maybe a little bit but I guess that's what happens when you you enter especially the glamour industry or yeah. the adult industry or, or modelling of that she kind of thing you, people tend to maybe go a bit further than they, they it's should like do she's even mm. got freckles which are absolutely freaking adorable she's really beautiful but, but just just stop please all yes. I can think of is is do your lips hurt yes See, look, anyway as soon as you carry on down her alright we going to do this for the next hour yes. and a half okay. or should we go <laughs> to the stuff Instagram, you know yes, what well, means Steph just, This was just to give some context. <laughs> not to have a, a prowl like, around obsessed. it. So, anyway, on the 11th of July 2017, Chloe a 20-year-old glamour and pastry model, arrived in Milan for a photo shoot with photographer Andre Lazio. The photographer had tried to book Chloe for a shoot four months earlier through her agency, reduced problems the ph- photographer had to cancel. Um, I think you said something along the lines of the, st- the studio burnt down. <laughs> Which is um, that seems to be a genuine yeah, problem. Yeah, when photographers seem to have trouble, it's the studios burn down. down. Something along those lines. <laughs> so this is I'm going to be quoting um, her interview with the Daily Mail a lot in this. So I'll um, obviously indicate when I'm quoting her directly. Quote: I have never been to Italy before, so I was really looking forward to it. I arrived a day early so I could go shopping and be fresh for my shoot, and bought two bikinis. The job had been booked by a photographer called Andre Lazio, who I had met briefly once before in Paris in April on another shoot that was cancelled at the last minute. So that's the studio the, burned down. Yes, something like that. <laughs> so that's the reference to uh, when they were supposed to work together, but they, they didn't. So the email that had been forwarded to her um, said just to come into the studio as everyone would be busy setting up. But when she tried the door, she got out of the taxi, she tried the door of this, this large sort of building she assumed was the studio. It was locked. Oh. And she'd been given a contact number, so it's good practice, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, so she dialed it and asked for Andre. She was told by somebody that wasn't Andre, another guy, uh, that Andre wasn't there yet, but just to come in, she said the door there was locked. And the person on the other end said that she must have the wrong address. So she was sort of looking around a bit. And she walks down a little bit further. So walking down a few doors from the fancy-looking building she thought was the studio, she comes across a small garage-style office bearing the company name of the people who had booked her. So if you go to the next picture... This seems to happen a lot, you know. So that's, that's the place where she went to. Oh, wow. So it's it just looks like a sort of garagey type shop thing. It, it? it looks like the down. front of a coffee <clears throat> shop. Mm. Yeah. Without the coffee bits in yes. it. Looks a bit run yes. Down. So she goes in, puts her luggage, uh, a suitcase by the door and walks into the main room. Uh, but when she walked in, it was silent and didn't see anyone. No photo equipment, no lights, no makeup artist, just a large empty room. So feeling uneasy, she goes to return to the main door when suddenly someone grabs her from behind. A man wearing gloves grabs her by the neck and with the other hand covers 
her nose and her mouth. Petrified, she struggled to breathe. She fought to remove his hand just to get some air. Suddenly, another man jumps in on the attack wearing a balaclava coming at her from the front this time, and he pulled out a syringe, oh. which would later be revealed to be uh, the tranquilizer ketamine. This will be confirmed later by um, the police taking a hair sample from Chloe, and it was found that she had ketamine in her system. Oh, well, so ketamine yeah. can be used, people use it as a party drug, yeah. don't they? but it's, it's horse tranquilizer, essentially. That's mm-hmm. what it was mainly used for. It's a for. downer, isn't it? It's not very good. I, I think it's just a re- an extreme relaxant, so... So it's a downer, not an upper. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's definitely not a stimulant, no. I know no. somebody that died of ketamine. Oh, do you? Yeah, somebody that I used to work with died of ketamine overdose. Oh, right, bloody hell. Don't mm. do d- drugs, kids. Don't do drugs. Well, don't do horse tranquilizers at no. least. No, God, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this guy, the, the guy who attacked her from the front with a balaclava, attempts to inject Chloe in the arm, in the wrist in particular, and all the while she is attempting to fight them off. This is another quote. Quote, this was my worst nightmare. I didn't know what the, was in the syringe. I was panicked. I thought they were going to rob or rape me. I was terrified beyond words. So the two grown men managed to overpower her. She's quite a, a small girl and these are, these are grown men, despite her efforts, and wrestled her to the ground. And once they had her there, they plunged the syringe into her, uh, into her wrist. Sorry. And then she very quickly lost consciousness. So is this ringing any bells? Do you, do you, is yeah, I remember this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was quite a big story when it, it was. Yeah. Well, it was very, very British, though. Yes. Indeed. So she woke up in a horrifying situation. Her hands handcuffed, her mouth taped. She'd been sealed inside a duffel bag with just a tiny hole through which to breathe. Her, what do I, how small is she? Well, we're going to see in a minute. The police oh, okay. did a reconstruction of the, they got the bag, got a right. similar bag, yeah. and you'll see in a sec. And she noticed uh, through the, the small amount of light coming in that um, her clothes were different. They changed her out of her clothes. And these are just brought up on the screen. These are the handcuffs that the police recovered that she was... Um, restrained in. Restrained in, thank you. If you get to the next picture, actually, Charlotte, there's a photo of... This is obviously ah. not her, but that's the bag that she was in. So please, why, just to make sure to check her story so you can... that a, a lady of her height and build could get into a bag and you can see the air hole there and stuff. Okay. In fact, that might actually be the, the, the actual bag. They wouldn't have used that. No. No. They would uh, maybe have the same manufacturer. Yeah, yeah, because of cross-contamination, they wouldn't have used the same bag. Okay. Yes. So it's possible, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Somebody so she- about my height would have been able to fit in there. Yeah. But your height, possibly not. <laughs> no, I, I, there's no getting me in a bag. Yes. <laughs> so they've stuffed her in this bag and she's woke up. She's uh, disorientated. She's probably still high from the, the ketamine and with just this tiny hole to breathe through. But she can see their clothes are different as well. And she can feel the movement of a car travelling down bumpy sort of country roads when the, the radio was blaring out of whoever was driving the car. Panicking, she managed to unstuck took the tape from her mouth and began to force her hands through the small hole of the bag making it wider and wider so again that that when you see these on the uh, socials there is a hole that you can sort of make try and put things out of if you got what I mean yeah so she shouted driver where are we what's happening and no one answered her and she realised she was in the boot of a car that's where she, she figured out she was so there we have the the boot of the car that she was held in so it's not a big space is it it's a hatchback no. I think the car was yeah not big at all probably not very comfortable at all yeah so she just shouted driver where are we what's going on and then after a couple of minutes, the, the car came to a halt. The boot was flung open and two masked men forced her head and hands back into the bag, retaped her mouth and um, 
and resealed the bag back up. Once they had finished, they slammed the boot and the car began to start off again. About 20 minutes went by before the car stopped once more. Again, the boot was flung open. This time, though, one of the kidnappers emerged without his mask. Uh, and she would describe him, her immediate reaction of him it was that he was foreign. He wasn't British or he yeah. wasn't. Yeah. So he climbed, this is, it gets a bit weird. So he climbs into the boot of the car with her, what? lying next to her. And Chloe kept asking him what's going on and what's yeah. going on. And the car was still moving at this point. So he'd got in the car boot with her. The boot had been shut and then they drove off a little bit more. Oh. What? Yes. How can both of them fit in there? Well, they obviously did. He wanted to I mean, spoon. Basically, he was he was spooning her. And she, she, yeah, she kept asking him what's happening. And his reply was, this is a quote from her, nobody hurt you in broken English. Nobody hurt you, I promise. Don't worry. But we are going to put you in a bag and a boot in a car. Mm, yeah. They're also going to give you a bit of care. Yeah. Just so, keep you quiet. So they took her to a remote farmhouse. Farmhouse? What? I was going to say farmhouse, not farmhouse. <laughs> farmhouse. <laughs> they took her to a remote Italian farmhouse in the countryside. Two weeks prior, the popular tourist home had been rented out for a period of time by um, one of these guys for £2,200 in cash. So it is it's quite a popular tourist yeah. where people rent and they go for jaunts in the Italian countryside, that kind of thing. Uh, this is a quote from Chloe. Quote, they carried me for about two minutes and I could hear birds and I knew I I was no longer in the city. <laughs> We're not in Kansas anymore. <laughs> <laughs> then they carried me indoors, placed me down and unzipped the hold all and let me out. The house was dark and cold. All the windows were shuttered. We were in a basic kitchen with a big wooden table, some cabinets and faded yellow walls. I was still in my underwear and felt incredibly vulnerable and scared. They took the handcuffs off, handcuffs off my wrist, but left them on my ankles so I could just about hobble. Wait, mm. so she wasn't actually in different clothes. She was in her underwear. The, the impression I got was that she, they had changed her completely. So they changed her underwear, but she was left just in underwear. Well, you'll see what she is in in a minute because there's a there's a picture of it. Oh, okay. So okay. I, th- I think the word underwear there is maybe um, not the right word she used. Uh, sorry, uh, a misspeaking maybe. Okay. Maybe. Um, <clears throat> So, yeah, they, they put the, them around her ankles, the handcuffs, so she goes about a hobble. The unmasked man led me up the concrete stairs into a small room with wooden floors, a small bed, and a large chest of drawers which had a sleeping bag laid down next to it. I was allowed to go to the toilet. The man came in with me. It was awful. Then the masked man came in and gestured for me to lay on the sleeping bag. He opened the handcuffs on one ankle, wrapped the chain around the drawer's legs and reattached it to my other ankle. He then reattached the handcuffs to one wrist and wrapped the chain around the leg of the chest of drawers. So she realised there was something about one of her captors and when he approached her, it confirmed this feeling this is the same guy who got into the boot with her. He came over and said, I don't know if you remember me, but we met in Paris. I was confused. I looked at him and asked, Andre the photographer? He said coldly, I am definitely not a photographer. Oh. So it was the guy she knew as Andre, but he he was no photographer. So he was obviously posing at some event or or, or this other shoot as a photographer. Yeah, so it was the same man she thought that would be a photographer for that that day on the shoot, but it was actually her 
kidnapper. Wow. She was told by the men that they found out that she was a mother having a young son and they were not supposed to take anyone who was a mother. She she hears downstairs at this point some kind of argument between the two. Yeah. And uh, maybe another person as well, or, or another couple of people. But there was definitely an argument and what she could tell was they were, well, they were at each other. And then the guy comes up and says, we didn't know you had a son. She has a, a young son at this point. Oh, does she? Yeah, yes. Okay. Um, so initially she got hopes of thinking they would now release her because they realised they'd, they'd got somebody who they, they yeah. f- wasn't fit for their purpose. But this was soon quashed when the man she knew as Andre said that things would still go ahead, that she would be auctioned off with a starting price of 300000 US dollars, that she would, li- she would likely be sold to an Arab as a sex slave who would then dispose of her after using her. This would take place in five days. It's a very specific plan. Mm, yes. Sex trafficking though. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they laid her on the cold, hard floor and told her they must take a photo for the auction. So if you go to the next photo. It's very specific in a case of like, that's what will happen though. You'll go to an Arab man and in yes. five days they will dispose of you because that's when... No, no, in five no, no, days no. that's when the auction is. But yes. after they're uh, done with you, that's when they'll dispose of okay. you. Yes, okay. so the, the implication was that she'd just be killed and forgotten about. Okay, okay. So this is her, this is what they took for the auction. Um, if you go to the next one as well. I mean, I wouldn't say it's very And uh, number six, eight, yep, that's it. Oh, okay. There we go. Oh, it's a leotard. Uh, yes. Okay. It's a velvet leotard. Yes. Okay. So that's how she was, just on this floor. And, and if you go back to the one previously, sorry, you can see, like, her face. She's... she's Traumatised. Traumatised yeah. or drugged or something. That's that's. With that, I'd say it's a bit of both, that the drugs yeah. are wearing off and she's absolutely traumatised. And she looks yeah. like she's been crying for a long period of time. Yeah. yeah, totally. It's not a very pleasant photo. No. And it's weird how, like, she's red on that area as well. Mm. Like, she's been... Mm. Like I there's... think that might be sunburn. Yeah, but if it was sunburn, then it would have been on both sides if she would have mm. a, an True. equal top. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So then Andre told her that he was part of a group called the Black Death. And this is just what they did. This was the main main gang source of income. But we're going to get on to the Black Death gang later. Yeah. Uh, Andre disappeared again and she could hear more arguing between these, these, these men. And Andre came back and said he wanted to help her because she had been taken by mistake and if she had anyone who could pay the asking price back home, she would be set free. Saying she knew her family didn't have money, she gave the names of four wealthy contacts who might help. She gave the name of her agent Phil Green, Rory McCarthy, an investment banker friend, celebrity talent agency boss David Reed, uh, Paul uh, Bexdale and sorry and Paul Bexdale Walker the wealthy former owner of Loaded magazine who she knew through modelling I think she'd done some work for him. do you remember that magazine I don't know if you know yeah, you get it yeah, yeah. Loaded yeah so her agent Phil Green received the email at 10.34am uh, on July the, uh, the 12th so the day after revealing that she had been kidnapped and demanding money from the named men he immediately reported the kidnapping to the police in Britain and Italy. The Italian police immediately began an investigation and raided the warehouse address where Phil had known she'd been uh, told to go yeah. to. Yeah. And from there, they found some of her clothes, her suitcase and passport. If you go to the next photo. Yes. So that's, that's, that's some of the items that the police found at the warehouse. Yeah. The floor's the, sa- the floor's the same. Oh, I must have got that. Could that be Alan? 
<laughs> anyway, the police did find it is the same. I must have got some uh, uh, evidence from the, the farmhouse mixed up with okay. warehouse. But they found they found some items. Yeah. Um, so this is another quote. Yeah. I spent the first night semi-naked and handcuffed to the chest of drawers. I felt so tired and groggy from the drugs that I did actually sleep despite everything that had happened. My mind was just in total lockdown. I was so terrified I'd, I couldn't even cry out. He told me we were in a remote area with no one around to help. If I was to run, I would be killed. So if you go to the next one. So this is the house where she was kept. Okay. Just sort of a small sort of cottagey. Yeah. It All looks kind of windows. like a shithole from the back, but it actually looks quite nice from the, the front. Okay. Well, the windows are warded up and it's <coughs> very remote. They're I think they're shutters, yeah. Oh, okay. There you go. So this is what she spoke of about her interaction with Andre on the first night. He, quote, he told me he felt sorry for the mistake. He said he was willing to post, pay most of the ransom himself to make things right. I was clutching at straws now that I might survive. Strange as it sounds now, I never thought he was a crazy person. I believed him completely. I was so terrified I couldn't think straight. He had been so convincing from the moment he came into the house and was angry with the others for kidnapping me. It just seemed to make sense at the time. People think I, might think I'm gullible. It's easy to say that if you've not been through what I've been through. Next, he uncuffed me so I could go to the bathroom. When I came back, he said I didn't have to put the handcuffs back on. Suddenly, there was a glimmer of hope. But at the same time, he told me he was an assassin for Black Death and showed me two knives. He said his favourite method of murder was poison. He was talking so casually, it was terrifying. He said that he had worked for Black Death for five years and had earned £15 million during that time. (laughs) So he told her on the second night um, that she could share the double bed with him instead of sleeping on the floor on this sleeping bag. There we go. And she agreed uh, because anything must have been better than the sort of cold stone floor. floor, uh, Um, Over the next couple of days there were back and forth between Phil Green, her agent, and the kidnappers about arranging the money for the ransom and a media blackout was engaged at the kidnappers' request. That was one of the things that they said, if the media gets hold of this, we're going to kill her straight away. So he went to the police and the police have the power to to do that kind of thing. Yeah, they to go media blackout Chloe wasn't particularly mistreated I mean obviously she was mistreated but um, she she didn't suffer any apart from that first time when she was grabbed and put in the car Mm. she didn't suffer any physical abuse beatings uh, or te- or sexual assaults at the, the hands of these yeah. people okay and as time went on she noticed that Andre had begun to take take to her he told her that he wanted to quit Black Death and that they could be together and this sort of like okay mm. I mean this is relatively quick this is like after a day or two oh so <laughs> so this is so much to say on this subject and on the third night she, she gives this quote quote after another night trying to block out the nightmare I was living by sleeping I awoke he told me I looked beautiful several times I thanked him I didn't want to upset him he said he really wanted to kiss me but I replied maybe once I was free I was just leading him on and hanging on to the thought he might release me the thought of kissing him disgusted me and I had no intention of going through with it despite sharing the bread under two separate blankets there was no physical contact between us at all at one point I think it's on the fourth or fifth night Andre says look I really want to have sex with you and she's like no no and um, he doesn't force himself on her he takes himself off to the bathroom and wanks okay 
mean, which is fair enough. I mean, it, I guess it's better. Yeah, yeah. But it's still Could've not gentlemanly. Worse. It's still not as gentlemanly. No. <laughs> well, He's none of this is gentlemanly in that situation, but not a gentleman overall. No. But the, the point I'm trying to make here is that um, she, she she actually w- fared really really well. I, was, I wouldn't describe it as that, but she she wasn't abused while yeah she that's was what there. I mean by faring really there was, well there, there was, was like she was obviously detained against her will it must have been horrible but there was no direct physical or sexual abuse there, there was no other traumas to add on <clears throat> to that that's what I mean by when but then, she fares yeah. pretty well but then she doesn't know what's going to happen She's she th- if it all goes tits up she could be shot in the back yeah. of the head stabbed to death they mm-hmm. might rape and to- toss her in a ditch somewhere they don't know at certain points over her whole deal she was left in the house completely alone uh, with Andre uh, saying he needed to head into a local town to get mobile reception because this is out in the wilderness. And Andre was caught many times on CCTV over the few days sitting in a coffee shop checking his phone. She didn't run, she said, because first of all, she had no fucking clue where she was. The area would be strange even if she did know where it was. She doesn't speak Italian. Um, yeah, yeah. Maybe in this kind of, I imagine in rural places, I mean, in rural England, how many people speak foreign languages? Yeah, true. I know we're bad at it anyway as a nation, but even more so in the countryside. And uh, she was told repeatedly by Andre that the surrounding area was covered in Black Death agents watching the house and she would be killed if she even stepped foot out of the door. Oh, right. So this is the sixth day. Quote, when I came out of the shower, he gave me a baggy blue and red tracksuit and his large flip-flops. I looked ridiculous. Finally, I was allowed downstairs. When he opened the door to the house, I saw the mountains. It was such a beautiful view. The bright sunlight stung my eyes. After days spent indoors with no natural light, I hadn't even been downstairs since the day they first brought me to the house. Later, he did another email check, and when he came back into the room, he said his boss had agreed I could be released, but with strict conditions. I was so happy, but I wouldn't let myself believe it would happen. I was terrified he would change his mind again. He said there were conditions and showed me an email which he claimed was from Black Death. It said I had to pay £50,000 within one month of my release. Personally, she had to personally pay that much money to them. Hi. Um, Of course, I agreed immediately. I knew I would never be able to afford it, but I didn't care. I was desperate to go free. He also gave me some other bizarre conditions. I couldn't criticise or badmouth Black Death in the media, and I couldn't talk to the police. All right. Bit weird, like, don't diss our gang. (laughs) Don't you be dissing our gang. That's a bit odd. Mm, Yeah, sort of a bit... I don't know. I mean, you don't, you don't really have anything good to say about them, would you? Uh, gangs want bad things said about them. It makes them more terrifying. Yeah. It seems like a bit... Um, but it just seems a little bit sort of precious. Yeah. It is a bit odd. Snowflakey, if you will. Well, I was thinking teenager, to be honest. <coughs> You're not allowed to diss my gang. I'll get my mummy on <laughs> but you. But it's not really they've given anything good to warrant any good comments. And the thing is, is like, was it Nick that said that you want them to diss your gang yeah, to create yeah. more fear? I mean, yeah. uh, you didn't have sex with me, so... You don't want no to be hope. sort of a... Known as a gang that's sort of a bit, oh, you say bad things about They give me bread and water three times a day. (laughs) Anyway, she couldn't criticise them, yeah, or go to the police. Quote, he initially said he would drop me off at a police station in Milan. Then he changed his mind and told me he would take me to the British consulate when it opened at 9.30am the next day. I was going to say, drop her off at the police station, but you're not allowed to talk to the police. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He realised that. He probably, oh, fucking hell, I just told her not to talk to the police. 
bollocks. Okay, uh, never now. mind. Change We're our plans. We're going to the British consulate. Just don't walk it. So this is the seventh day, the day of our release. Quote, when we, we woke early and we left for Milan at about 4.30am, I was so excited when we left the house. I was starting to believe he actually might be preparing to release me. He typed the postcode of the consulate into the sat-nav and I pretended to doze off, but I was keeping an eye on the sat-nav. At some point, he decided that he would take me all the way to the consulate. Consulate. He told me I was lucky, as only six girls had ever been released from the thousands taken by Black Death, and that was because of their parents had paid their ransom. He would said he would drop me 20 minutes off from the consulate, but we arrived so early, he said he didn't want to leave me on my own. Odd. And that he would drop me at the building. He told me to say he was a friend. Uh, like when she goes into towards the consulate, the idea was, I'll come in with you. You tell me, you tell them I'm just your friend, um, who who you had called after I'd escaped. You'd escaped your abductor. Uh, we were two hours early, so we went to a cafe next to the building. They sat there for a while, and when they could see that the consulate was now open, they went inside. They took the lift up to the correct floor. This is another quote. Two armed soldiers were standing by an intercom. I buzzed it and a woman's voice asked if I had an appointment. I said, no, it's an emergency. I want to talk in private. The door opened and we walked in. I walked up to the woman at the counter, an Italian employee, and told her, I've been abducted. She asked my name. No, you and I t- <laughs> I'm missing. Believe me. Please. <laughs> she asked my name and I told her. He was behind me and I saw him put his sunglasses on. It was odd. Apparently, I don't know what, what she means Out by that. Everything he's ever done, him putting his sunglasses mm. on. Well, it odd. is a bit odd, people wearing sunglasses inside. It is a bit sort of pretentious. Isn't you it? do it. I don't wear sunglasses inside. I always take them off. I'm a gentleman like that. <laughs> <clears throat> the woman said, Come with me. He looked annoyed when she told him he wasn't allowed in and tried to insist on coming. Then he said, I'm leaving, and started walking off. The woman told him, don't go, we need you here. She opened a door for me to go through to a private room and we sat down together. Suddenly, ten plainclothes police officers jumped the man as he was walking towards the lift and her ordeal was over. So she spent three weeks in Italy talking to the police, helping them to identify an arrest. Um, not just, well, obviously, uh, the, the charge against this Andre, but anybody else who was involved uh, mm-hmm. from the gang. Yeah. And they managed to track down the farmhouse where she was kept quite quick, uh, quite quickly, 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 quickly. They tracked it down quite quickly. quickly. Um, if you go to the next picture, so this is inside the far, inside the farmhouse where oh, she was okay. kept. This is the the room and that's the chest of drawers she was chained to the first night. Okay. Yeah. What, so, what was she chained to exactly? The legs of the, the leg. uh, oh, chest of drawers. because it's not flush on the floor, do you see? Yeah. And that's the bed that they slept in together for, for a few days. If you go to the next one. I really want that cover that. though. It's a nice quilt. Cute. There we go. So that's... Um, sorry, no, that's the double bed that they slept uh, okay. in together. That makes yep, more sense. That's the double bed they slept in together where Andre was, was sleeping on the first night. Okay. So it's quite a nice place inside. It's not like a barren sort of... Um, no, it's fully furnished. Yeah, well, it's a holiday home. It's yeah. a holiday home. I don't ever want a holiday there, OK? No. So I mean, if you go to the next one, Chuck... first place of option. So that's... You remember she's saying that the tracksuit that yeah. he gave her? That's the tracksuit. Completely... Aesthetically awful. It's sort it's of got like a um, Eastern European gangster 90s, feel. Yeah. 90s gangster feel to it. It does. So if you go to the next one as well. She looks a little bit too happy. Oh, wait, I thought you said she had flip-flops, though. 
Yeah, she, Where are the flip-flops? I was expecting a lot from these flip-flops. Uh, well, well, we'll get to that in a minute. Okay. Because that's actually quite an important thing. Well picked oh. up on. Well picked up yeah. on. Yeah. And she also looks a bit too happy. I think she she just looks relieved to me. No, that's a happy. That's not relief. Well, you would be happy. Yeah, but not that kind of happy. Not with that tracksuit, no. So this is her and him walking into the consulate together. That's okay. off the CCTV. So they're the main doors. They're obviously going up to the lift. Yeah. Yep. Um, uh, um, but she's... Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Looking at that photo, she's walking behind him. Yeah. Is she? Yeah. Mm, yeah. That's quite, something quite telling. Yeah, that he's dominant over her. No. What do you mean? I'll go into it in a bit. Because okay. you said there's this discussion bit. Yeah, there's discussion Yeah, we'll bit. go into it then, okay? Discussion bit. Okay. Okay. So, um, she said during this time she still didn't feel safe. Quote, even after, my, even after my kidnapper was taken into custody, I was still terrified. I feared other members of Black Death might be hunting for me. <laughs> I could barely eat or sleep. Just the name, Black, Black Death. Death. All you I can imagine, like, Axis said, what can we call ourselves that's really edgy and terrifying? What killed lots of people? The Black, Black Death. Death. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. probably how it happened. It's a fucking metal as fuck. I wonder what else was on the table. Like, um, <laughs> what about Rat Plague? No, 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 no. Smallpox. Smallpox. <laughs> bubonics. <laughs> the bubonics. <laughs> Not the arithmetics, but the bubonics. Anthrax. Holocaust. It's <laughs> <laughs> bad things. What's bad that? Things. There's a film, isn't there, called is it Cannibal Holocaust or something like yeah, that? Yeah, it's brilliant. Cannibal Holocaust. That would be my second option. Bad, bad men. Yeah. <laughs> naughty, naughty boys. Rough boys. Amazing. Oh. People are saying with the rock <gasps> Black Death. Anyway, back to my quote. Yes, yes I sorry. feared other members of Black Death might be hunting <laughs> for me. I could barely eat or sleep. But the first time I finally spoke to my mom, two days after my release, I broke down and wept. I just cried and cried. She returned home to England on the 7th of August, um, about three weeks later, yes. So we've got a video. If you go to the Guardian website one, Abducted Britain, and there should be a video for us to play on now. I've been through a terrifying experience. I feared for my life, second by second, minute by minute, hour by hour. I am incredibly grateful to the Italian and UK authorities for all they have done to secure my safe release. I have just arrived home after four weeks of being in Italy and I haven't had the time to gather my thoughts. I'm not at liberty to say anything further until I've been debriefed by the UK police. So we just listened to Chloe's very brief statement that she gave uh, when she was back in in, in Blighty. Indeed. To the uh, quite a lot of media I think were there outside of a small cottage house. What, four people? No, there was a lot of people outside. Yeah, there was okay. a few. The, the press cameras people. clicking. Um, yes. Um... So yeah, I mean that's the first time we've heard her speak. You said something about her voice when yeah, because uh, when this when this um, story erupted, all you could hear was that little clip because she was everywhere. Oh okay. Yeah, so, I remember on the radio because my mum and dad listened to a lot of radio. Yeah, and I could just remember the news, <clears throat> and then it came up with her voice. It's like, yeah, oh, really again. She was everywhere. But at that point, she was home and safe, and Andre was in police custody. Mm-hmm. But who was Andre and who were the Sorry, rest? Sorry, is it Andre or Andreas? Andre. Andre. Uh, okay. Andre, that's what he called himself. It's because okay. at the beginning you said Andreas, that's all I got confused. Okay, yeah. I thought I said Andre. 
But anyway, despite that, that's obviously not going to be his real name. Yeah. <coughs> it's going to be a me, a Mario. I'm sorry. I no. had to do it at least once. Well, you're wrong because he's not even Italian. Oh. Oh. So, and it's going to be surprising is where he, he's from. Is he Australian? No. no. I was going to say Yugoslavian, but I don't think that's a Russian. Russian. <gasps> same race. Same race as me. So, is his name Sergey? No. Oh. Uh. Close. Well, like really Sir? close. No, it's not. Anyway, <laughs> so if you go to the next, Vladimir? if you go to the next picture, we, we can shut up now. <laughs> He's picking out quite offensive to me, actually. I know. Slavic I'm sorry. names, right? But he does look Eastern European. He does not yes. look Italian. He hasn't oh, got no. the bright skin tone at all for an Italian. So man. this, this oh. is this is Andre, and his real name was Lukas Herbert, a 30-year-old Polish man Herbert. who resided in Oldbury, West Midlands. What? Which is close to us. This is rather close now. I don't like it. Uh, He he lived there in a small council flat with his girlfriend, Natalie. Oh. And his girlfriend, Natalie, described him as a narcissist who... What? I can, Are I, you agreeing with that? Yeah. So described him as a narcissist who claimed he ran an international business making synthetic chicken feed. What a <laughs> weird brag. What? Okay. I'm sorry, you, but his eyes look at different places. You want chicken feed? You come to me. You You come to Lucas. Herbert. You want chicken feed? You come to Lucas. I ain't going to lie. I've got a cacti. Well, it's a succulent and its name is Herbert. Yes. So okay. every time I'm like going to water Herbert, now all I'm going to think of is... Funny-eyed man. It's Herbert, not Herbert. Herbert sounds better. He sounds like the paedophile anyway, from Family Guy. Um, he also bragged, <laughs> he, he constantly told his girlfriend he had land in Scotland and owned a sniper rifle. I don't know. Again, well, good, good to brag. During the kid, uh, that escalated quickly. During, I'm sorry. During the kidnap, he continued to text Natalia. Is it Natalia or Natalia? I think it's Natalia. Pretending he was in Texas on business. He had a business card with a picture of the Grim Reaper and the words, permanent solution. Oh dear. Wow. He, now I know where he gets Black Death so, from. He thinks he's metal as fuck. No, mate, you're not. So he would he would tell people that he was, I'm trying to impress them, that he was a hitman and that was like his hitman's uh, business card. A, hitmen probably do not have business cards. <laughs> B, <laughs> you sell synthetic chicken feed. I don't think that's anything to do with the Grim Reaper. Hey. C, I doubt you have land in Scotland. Because you live in the Midlands. Why would you live in the Midlands in if you have land in a council flat if you've got land in Scotland? Not also the, the, the sniper rifle. Sniper rifles in the UK very inconspicuous. Yeah, yeah. that's the bit. Mm, I don't even think you can buy anyway, a sniper rifle in anyway. the UK. You know the chicken so, feed industry is very ruthless. So oh, don't forget about Texas. Is he an oh, oil yeah. baron? He's ooh, maybe he's doing chicken feed business. Well, they do have a lot of chickens in Texas. But synthetic, though. I feel like they would do the real deal over there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They got a lot of corn in, te- in America. So it's so. like a vegan going to Texas and we're like, here, have some but corn. By all intents and yeah. purposes, uh, he was unemployed. <laughs> he wasn't. Sorry. He didn't have any... I'm actually. sorry. There are no I'm vegans sorry, in Nick. Texas. It's like... No, there ve- probably aren't. Vegans going to Texas and here, They're here probably have some corn. Have some hunted corn. down, rightfully so. <laughs> oh, God. oh, God, Nicholas. No, leave the vegans alone. I feel uh, personally attacked. <laughs> You're not a vegan. We're halfway there. She's halfway there for everything but the cheese. The cheese and the cheesecake. So his, he was said to be weird and creepy and a fantasist by his neighbours in this, this council area, in this council building. He was you known think? to carry around a large rat on his shoulder. And what, is it what? scabbers? 
Maybe. A white rat. It was a white rat. Then. Yeah, Scabbers. Peter Scabbers. Pettigrew. And he would constantly talk about his various business schemes with anyone who would listen. Police would go a step further and describe him as a mythomaniac, which is a great term. Yeah, I love that terminology. And a pathological liar. Which also mythomaniac. Had- to say he was he was creating. You know, no, what does that mean? Go so he's, he's creating constantly... It's, it's one above a pathological, pathological lie. It's like creating myths about Based yourself or your life no. to extremes. Yeah, so a mythomaniac is somebody who cre- creates a fantasy realm that, well, fantasy lies as such that they believe that much that to them it's not a lie. Okay. It is their truth. So it's, it's like J.K. Rowling saying that Harry Potter is real. I'm completely, without a doubt, <laughs> believing that the whole of wizardry Ooh, world, world is real. That's where myths and legends, yeah, that's yeah. where the terminology comes from. Having the belief that these myths and legends are that real, that they're not fantasy. And it's, it's part of the story as well, the yeah. story you create for yourself. Right. So, um, uh, during the, his, his time in custody in the police, he would constantly complain to them that he had leukaemia and that he needed better treatment. Guess what? You've got hair, mate. You ain't got leukaemia. He ain't got leukaemia. And this is where it gets confusing if it's not getting there already. <laughs> so the Black Death Gang, who are they? Whom are they? Who I'm a guess. Can I guess? No, not yet. Oh. So their name has been mentioned at many points over the past few years. They seem to brand themselves as an underworld criminal organisation specialising in kidnap and are operating primarily on the dark web. Do you remember the Silk Road? Um, no, I can't well, what's say the game? There's a really good documentary about the, the guy who founded the Silk Road. So the Silk Road, you could buy drunk drugs, you could buy anything you wanted, basically. Oh, it's, it's like Craigslist, isn't it? More like eBay, but for yeah, but drugs. But the dark web kind okay. of thing. Drugs, pornography, hard pornography, like child, child pornography. pornography sex buy... trafficking, human bodies. Human bo- What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could buy anything You could anything. buy cadavers on, on there, there and, and it, you could make... Oh. Like by actual real life humans and make them cadavers on there. Uh, and at one oh. stage, the Silk Road had 30,000 vendors on there selling things. So this wow. was a legit thing. And the guy was make, raking in a ton of money. I can't remember his name. There is a really good documentary on it. And you actually feel a bit sorry for him, even though he was, he wasn't directly involved in the side of things. He just set up the website, but yeah. I can't remember his name. Felicitating it though. But he came back a couple of times. But the, the Black Death Gang were like, saw themselves as a competitor to Silk Road and the, so they did exist. Well, uh, this is where it gets confusing. It so Euro- <laughs> Europol, the European version of Interpol or European, European division of Interpol, had actually opened a file on them and had archived their website. So if you go to um, is it European Cybercrime Centres. So yeah, this is the, um, if you go down, keep the scrolling. So if we pick out some random pit... So uh, keep going down, keep going down. So that's they even actually page. have a picture of the fucking black page. That they, they printed. Did you see it on? We're not going to go back to it, but the, the picture of Chloe on the floor. She actually had a printout of that picture on her stomach. Oh, is that what that was? Yeah, the piece yes. of paper. Yeah, if you want to go back I'm to gonna that. I'm going to go back to that because that's. So it was like six or something. It wasn't seven. Uh, maybe five, six. A. Eh? See. Ah, there we go. Yes. So if you just. Um, <laughs> So this is, it's mostly to do with updates. So it's like, uh, we now operate with escrow. Mercenary service will be available soon. It's just kind of updates, but this is the website where you'd... um, Black Death enters deep wet and we are here to stay. 
Due to a high demand, we now sell explosives. That was in 2011. We still operate standard bombing service, so they were charging for terrorist actions as well. When was 9-11? What year? 9-11. Are you serious? 2001? My brain brain just went completely blank then. 2001. Where did that come from? Because September 11th, we have No, that's 2000. Yeah, no, I know. That's why I split second. I was like, like, what? 10 years too late. Okay. I was like, we have to move websites. We would do it anytime. We are getting too popular. They would hate Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) So if you keep scrolling down a little bit, let's just choose a random page and read some goggle. More than that, just scroll down so we see a big bill like a text. We know this shit. No, we're not going to ship anywhere outside of Egypt. Lost That's not their how orders. you do it, mate. <laughs> um, I mean, some of these are outlandish. If you go, we now acquire artillery for special orders. Changing in payment terms, we are moving away from Bitcoins. This form of payment does not prove to be any good for us. Any sales or services over, I can't say that number, have to be made in cash or wire transfer to an offshore bank. Bitcoin is still a good method to pay for bombing, assassination, <laughs> image destruction. In most of these cases, with all other services, you will have to see us, deal or no deal. deal. You are not Noel Edmonds. Yeah, that, that is a good reference to put in there. Yeah, so if you that's s- very just, British. Just drag the scroller and just go right down to the bottom. Let's pick up a Whee. let's pick up a random nugget from this. There we go. Due to the military activity in Eastern Bloc, we do not currently steal from Ukraine. <laughs> <laughs> next one, next Current one. A reminder, steal. we do not support Islamic State, though they have enough support from the CIA. Apart from <laughs> Girls, we never sold anything to the Middle East, and it's likely if we ever will. Let's do it again. Um, we can send bombs to literally any address. However, you must be prepared that certain targets, such as high officials, whether government-based, private sector, or even celebrities, do not open packages themselves. Why? Why is that important? <laughs> uh, maybe because they get bombed. Yes, but the, 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 the purpose is to kill the celebrity. So you could buy a small bomb for $3,000, medium bomb for five, and remote destination for three grand. Any more? Let's do it once more. Why not? Wow. Spin the wheel. Spin the wheel. Dun, 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 oh, that's a bit dun, too small. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, go up. So, talking about recruitment. Oh, wait, let's uh, contact us. Let's have a look at the contest. We have four email addresses that are reachable. At we do not publicly provide, da, 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 da. we are well organized. This does not slow us down in no way. It may be a little bit inconvenient, but safety first for both of us. During more complex operations, you require to encrypt your messages. What? We check our inboxes twice a week, <laughs> only on Wednesdays and Saturdays at 6 p.m. EST time. What is CEST time? Central Eastern Standard Time, so oh. LA, California. Uh-huh. Always from different geographical locations, so it's not see it six p.m. See it EST tea time. Yes, so that's their website. Tea time. So what's the? So they offered girls, killings, drugs, and hacking services like placing child pornography on somebody's computer remotely, which I was one. I'd, yeah, I like how they promote. Like there's still plenty of internet cafes pretty much anywhere. So yeah, maybe <laughs> maybe they own an internet cafe somewhere. Funny, funny. Oh, what's that? 
apply to be a spy slash sociopath. <gasps> oh, wow. A very well-presented individual must fluently speak at least eight languages, of which English, German, French, Spanish, Chinese, and Japanese are a must. Italian, Korean, Arabic, Russian, and Portuguese. Portuguese? Why do I say it like that? <laughs> will be very useful. But we aren't open to this. We are open to discussion. You must also have a great understanding of people's psychology, some business and law knowledge would be an advantage. Paid in cash. Why is it advertised that for as a sociopath? I don't know. I guess you've got to be a sociopath to be a you got to be a polyglot as well. Poly- polyglot? Mm. Polyglot. A spy, yeah. a polyglot, or... A sociopath. A sociopath. <laughs> right, so a lot of people began looking to this group. I mean, Europol were taking them seriously because they were cropping up in places. Mate, this sounds like somebody's written it out and... But... But it seems that they never really existed. Yay, I was right! Or at least not in any physical capacity as a gang. This was probably a group of... Bored yes. incels. Maybe. Well... Mm. Uh, oh, and it's like writing a and d thing out. And yes, I'm showing my geeks dumb here. It it's seems... like writing a and d fanfic... Like, it is role-playing. Out, it's role-playing. Role These yes. roles... Yes. And to maybe get a bit of notoriety off the back of it for the group or something to yeah. create something. Yeah. But there's no evidence. And a lot of people, uh, Vice did quite a good investigation into the, the Black Death when Vice were actually doing decent articles on things. They um, still do occasional occasionally, decent, decent articles. Occasionally. I'll, give them the, I'll give them some of the benefit of the doubt. Um, but... Yeah, nobody see, and even Europol dropped the case because they were like, "There's nothing to this. This is just like a load." No, we can't find anybody who's bought off this site or anything like that. And the main moment of realization came when came when people um, back searches the images of some of the girls that they had on their site. So if you go to the next picture, I'm sorry, I'm laughing at their. Recruitment. I am reading this. Yeah, I'm reading I, it. I like their salaries as well. It's it, there's no they're all under three thousand. I mean, and off, on your off days, you only get five hundred dollars. Day, day not working it is funny it is kind of like that makes no sense I like that some heavy vehicle someone with strong belief in his skills reckless when shit hits the fan is, <laughs> is that, that what it says yeah. The driver bit, that's what I was giggling at. Someone who, with a strong belief when in his skills. When she is the fan! Ah! I, I, we, we'll need to pass a test of competence prior to employment. I imagine it's like that, that if they did do that, it'd be like that scene of Four Lines where the, the terrorists get in the car and yeah. the white guy says, do you want to see something mental? And he just rams into the, yeah. the wall about two foot in front of him, about two mile an hour. He's like, you're for real, man. You're for real. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking baby bell. That is funny. Have you seen Four Lions, Steph? No. Oh, it's oh, amazing. Oh, babe, check it out. It is, it's one of my favourite people ever. Chris Morris directed it and wrote it. It's I feel like comedy quite a comedy genius. Okay. It is comedy. And I, don't get me wrong, there's racial undertones in it. Okay. But it is comical genius but it plays on that it's it's not a it, daft sort of it's about an inept group of terrorists but it's not treated in like a I don't know if Adam Sandler was doing it no. or something it's, Chris Morris is like a, a genius at, at, at satire and yeah and he's respectful about their religion he's yeah. taken the piss out of terrorists not yeah. the religion that they but portray hilarious one man dies when he, he he attaches a bomb to a crow and then the crow flies at him <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and one accidentally blows up a sheep. 
And Benedict Cumberbatch is in Oh, it. yeah, Benedict Cumberbatch is the worst, worst negotiator in the worst. world. Wait, what? Are you a tits or an ass man, Raj? <laughs> <laughs> Love it. All of okay, it. Okay, I feel like I need to watch you this. It's on it. Amazon it's on, or it? Netflix. It's one of one them. One of them. What's it yes. called again? Four Lions. Four Lions. He's got a new film just come out, actually. I can't remember what it's called. It's oh, it's Boko about the... It's about Boko Haram, a terrorist yeah. group as well. And that's the one with the horse in it. Have I fucked this up? I don't know. And it's the horse that says, I don't know. Anyway. Okay. So So if you go to the next picture, Charlotte. Right. So this was one of the girls on their website. So let's focus on the text first. (laughs) No STDs. 47 kilograms. So let's... Let's focus. There's, there's, there's something that people noticed about the text in particular that is is not something kidnappers would put. They Can wouldn't you? put where it's held. Abducted in Paris. They there we be. go. They wouldn't put the country of origin and they wouldn't put where they were taken from. Or where that's they're gonna, being held either. Yeah, because maybe where they're being, because they've only put the continent, but they've put country of origin in the United States, abducted in Paris. That narrows... It down very, very... And that yeah. allows police search. Yes. And the picture itself, uh, people reversed image searched this and it was actually from a porn film. I was oh. going to say, it looks... They don't look like it's too true no. tortured, like, method. And it, it looks pornographic. It, it seemed all of their pictures of girls on there came from porn films, just taken from bondage porn films. Oh, right. And we've said it before and we'll say it again. If you're into bondage, that's okay, but don't use it to create a... Fake I don't even know what to call them, man. Size? Yeah, yes. that it's wants to be like eBay, but really annoys me as well that the text isn't lined up to the picture. Yeah, that annoys me too. Oh my gosh! And they're all different sizes. It feels no, like it's not. something that you'd create in Notepad. Well, did you see their website? No. It looks like it's a word document. Does it? So. <laughs> that would be what? so. Herbert Andre, we now know him as Herbert, initially stuck fast to this defence that he was coerced by the Black Gang, Han, uh, the Black Death Gang, to get involved, and because he needed money, he said he was coerced by some Romanians that had said, "I don't." He didn't really go into it oddly, but um, he even gave the names of nine others, including. Uh, three Romanians who lived, he said, in Birmingham, England, who he, he who recruited him into the organisation. Birmingham, man. that's too but close for her. The police but. checked this out; never amounted to anything. Good. Yes. Mm. During his trial, Herber then changed his story to that of he kidnapped her in order to make her famous and raise her profile because he was in love with her. What? That I can actually, I can see that. And there was well, some. Did get famous from And this. there was some yeah. evidence that he'd yeah. been stalking, stalking. He'd been on her Instagram a long Cyber time, lo- looking at her photos and um, liking photos and that kind of thing for quite a prolonged period of time. Yeah, I can see that being a logical conclusion. Maybe up to two years before. So, and then again during his trial, this is like the least successful defence ever mounted, but he changed his defence again that Chloe was in fact in on the scheme and that they had concocted the plan together because she was in financial difficulty after the birth of her son and this is gonna this is gonna this actually took root she got quite a a hard time and we'll see some anomalies that do stand out and maybe why she got a hard time but she was given a hard time after she got back quite soon after that she may have done this in order to I um, I actually remember that on the front page of the sun that's my prominent that's my prominent thought of this story is that whole um, 
she did it she, for money but, thing yeah, yes. yeah but I'm more after hearing all of that I'm more inclined to believe the well, defence of the second that he mm, said I've got, I've got some evidence or, or suggestions of things why she, how maybe she might have been involved Okay. Um, but Chloe obviously completely denied this. Yeah, of course she outright. would. Yes. Uh, but when Herbert's brother, Michael, again from the West Midlands uh, mm. in England, was brought into the case, um, more questions were raised. Michael was arrested because his DNA and hair was found in the boot of the car early in the investigation. Oh, he's, oh. Yet to, he's yet to file, face trial yet. He's still... Uh, really? He's, he's still in custody, yeah. They're still going through the trial. What, as and we we'll speak? Come, yes. Well, there was two oh. men, weren't there? So that would yes. make sense. So the implication is he was the other man and he owned a, a transport company um that's uh, i don't know if that's relevant or not they went in but, a hatchback they didn't go in a lorry yeah but it like. would have been a transport company would have given them a not so much of a clearance but it would have made it easier to come and go in that country yeah. you would have had maybe. documentation wouldn't maybe. you yeah. from place to place yeah but his trial hasn't come out yet and um his his lawyer i'm going to mention in a in a, in a minute he does have some theories and stuff okay. and they, he's giving he, he's essentially said the kind of case that he's going to present yeah yes that was a perfect leader yes, it does look. <laughs> so he's had to face trial uh, but during his hearing um late last year or early this year sorry george hepburn scott uh michael's um, why do i know that name michael's brother's lawyer sorry michael the brother's lawyer argued that the entire plot was a scam in order to raise chloe's profile his claims for this are some unusual points of the kidnapping so the first thing is that she had never attempted to escape even when she was taken into town by him at one point she was taken on a little trip into town i didn't mention it in the story because it might ruin the story okay but they went in town together so if you go to the next next photo the shoes yes the shoes. So they went in town together. And they're and they holding were, hands? They were on video holding hands with each other. Uh, and he's walking in front again. Yes. And she did play this down. She never said... she In her interviews, again, I left it out earlier because it might have, it might have raised too many suspicions for the purpose of storytelling. But, yeah, she left out that she was um, holding hands with him. And witnesses have come forward saying they were sort of laughing and... Maybe a joking with each other. See, I can... So, and as Steph just brought up, he took her to a shop, and if you go to the next... Yeah, he took her to this shoe shop and bought her a pair of trainers. Right. And she went in there, talked to the cashier, looked around... Nice um, as pie. Yeah, picked out a pair of trainers for herself, purchased them, and, and walked out with him. Right. So, um, yeah, so that's another anomaly. Um, this is from a Sun article, and it, um, it it concerns when Herber took her to the consulate, the British consulate. This is a quote from the um, the Sun article. Yesterday, a waiter at the city's Farina Carusha Cafe, this is where they went in while they were waiting for the consulate to open, yeah. told how he saw Chloe with Herber before they walked into the British consulate. He said, quote, She seemed happy and relaxed. They stayed for about two hours. They were laughing and joking. You wouldn't do that if you were in a dire situation. I can... But you... Uh, it's hard to say, though, because if mm. you're thinking that if I don't act a certain way, he might take me back, yeah. then you may do. But at the same time, reading body language, I'm inclined to believe that perhaps it started off... 
Well, let's, as let's, a kidnapping and she got in on it, that's... Well, if I go over a few more points and then, then we can obviously have a discussion at the end because it is worthy of discussion. The next thing that um, Michael's... Um, George Hepburn Scott, Michael's lawyer, pointed out was that um, a year prior, we made the news um, in, an, in an article because she claimed to be um, in Paris close to the Chandelier when it was attacked. Do you remember it was attacked with people with AK-47s? Yeah. yeah. And she actually made the newspaper, I think it was one, one of the front pages, and the article, I forgot to, to tag it here, is like, um, worry for page three model um, involved in terror attacks and she gave an interview about that. And, and she stuff. got money for but it. But there was never any solid proof that she was actually there. Oh. oh. So yeah. she is a fabricator then? Well, not necessarily. I'm saying there's no solid proof she was there. It's not right. saying she wasn't there, but nobody can seem to pinpoint her there on that day. At that yeah. specific time. At that specific time. So was she there no was, travel documents or anything as that sort of thing? She could have been in Paris, but it doesn't necessarily mean she was there at that specific time. She could have been there the day before, hence why she knew what it looked but like. She said she was, she went out into the street and the police shouted at her to get back in because yeah. the terrorists were just down the road and stuff like that and so, right. so it wasn't like she was shot at or anything her, her story wasn't like that it was just that she was very close to it but um the michael's lawyer is really using that as a point to to maybe sway a judge or a jury saying that this is we can't find any proof of this maybe she she is prone to inventing things yeah i'm just stitching the hair on there on my leg. It doesn't look like that. But the police stood by a story and found evidence exactly where she said it would be. She had a puncture mark to her wrist, bruising, seemed malnourished and distraught and they didn't find anything themselves to doubt Chloe's story. Right. On June the 11th of 2018, Herbert was convicted of kidnapping and sentenced to 16 years and nine months in prison. So, I mean, if she if she did concoct this maybe let's have a look at who could possibly be an accomplice to it so who booked her uh, supermodel uk oh yeah I'll put this website up this is a bad website okay is this going to make me graphically angry no yes i've seen some so it's models. it's supposed to, it's like and they've got quite a lot of models in the books i'm not saying that they're, they're not it was founded by um a guy called Phil Green who was uh, we'll get a bit, bit more into Phil Green at the moment this was Phil Green was the agent who was oh, they talking they have an OnlyFans they do have an OnlyFans that's an always only good fans. isn't it so this Philip Green there on the right hand side that's the chap there um, he was the guy who was negotiating with the um, kidnappers for her release what and the ransom. That? Why does it do that? I don't know, but I'll tell you one thing that really irked me. If you go right to this top, that lady needs to find a bigger dress. Her breasts are nearly coming out. <laughs> I think if she's you go, a Playboy model. If you go up, sorry, sure, and just click on one of the pictures of the models. See, they haven't named them properly. They're like 128203. Oh, they couldn't just no, put the girl's name. That's .jpg. how the fucking photographer dies. That's Credit. how the photographer does it. I, I don't even know if it's that. If you go to the next one. You're supposed to credit Yes, it's like a long long 30-digit number with .jpg at the end. It like really you. offends me when I was looking through this website. If you're a supermodel, I would want that to be credited. I've seen that picture before, second from the right. I can't remember where I've seen it, but I think it's... She looks a bit like Ellen DeGeneres. Yes. Yeah. So this, this agency has existed for a while. Um, blah, 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 blah. Are they still in, in full force now? Oh, here we go. Yes. We've got the names now. I mean... Them, I think they're mostly sort of glamour models. 
I wouldn't say that they're supermodels though, because supermodels. No, I think that's very... just a name. I think that's more of a name. Okay. Yeah. So if we go to the video now, Charlotte. These are so cringe. I'm not saying the women aren't beautiful. No, they, they are. are. Absolutely not. But. From the graphic design, what the fuck is the matter with your logo? What the fuck is the matter with your website? Come on! Yeah, I'm cheap. Very Just hire me. Describe the logo, Charlotte. Obviously, not being a visual medium. Okay, so you have a picture of a camera in silhouette. In silhouetted yeah, form, graphic silhouette. And then just a supermodel. And then it's agency. a supermodel agency, and that's it. That's, that's it. it. How yeah, do you become awful. a model? Click on the become a model. How do you become a model? I want to know how you join this. Um, a picture of your titties. Okay. A serious interest in modelling. Oh, credentials, sorry. Serious interest in modelling. Ladies 18 and over. Height, no restrictions. Portfolio image is... That's it. That's all you can need. Can be arranged. Okay. So anybody, you can become a supermodel. And it's got... no. Uh, yeah, that's very odd. That's the most... And, I, and going through those, I couldn't, I couldn't find any peop, names I recognised of no. anybody. But I think they're like a mid-tier sort of um, kind of modelling agency. Somebody where What's people... the matter with that Twitter logo? It looks nothing like the Twitter logo. All right, let's do, <laughs> let's shut this website down. It's making come me on. angry. Come on, shut the website down. Oh, web guys, come on. So the website by the web guy. Come on. Is it actually? Oh god. The web guy. Yeah, that's They're funny. probably connected to the, the Black Death as the same sort of naming conventions for things. So this is Phil Green. The agency chap. This is who, who booked it and who dealt with the, the ransomer. So okay. Chloe was signed his agency, Supermodels UK or whatever it was called. Okay. 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 The story started in Paris um, in April this year. I was contacted by a photographer called Andre Lazio, Italian photographer based in Paris, who wrote to me and he wanted to book Chloe for a photo shoot for a motorbike company. Mm -hmm. And uh, as I do with all clients, uh, particularly new clients, I ask questions about um, the usage of the pictures, um, about the photographer himself, who he is, what he's done previously. He directed me to his website and and uh, it looked all very plausible. Um, I even checked his address on Google Maps. The studio was actually there. And uh, we proceeded then to talk about fees, arrangements for travel, and uh, a hotel for Clay so when she arrived. So felt terrible then when you realized that you'd sent her off unwittingly to be put through this awful ordeal. And you must have felt so responsible. Um, well, of course, I felt uh, responsible in the sense that, you know, I didn't want to send her to the hands of a kidnapper. Mm. Um, I thought I was sending her to a proper photo shoot in a studio. Everything checked out, you know, all the, mm. nothing was flagged up to say anything was suspicious. Whose website did we previously just look at? That was his, his website. His website. So what about Andrea's website? Is, oh, no, Andre, Andreas never had a website. But he um, just said he went on a website? Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, and there was probably a fake website created for the purpose of... Oh, OK, right. I didn't know oh. if you found that or yeah. not. No, yes. that's what I No, kidding. the website we were just talking about was his was agency's okay. website. So if you go okay. to uh, 143, please. Good old Jezza, man. I keep forgetting he exists now. I quite that like Jeremy Carr.
this was supposed to happen in Paris. Mm. Um, he aborted the shoot to say that his studio had been ransacked the night before the shoot. And he then uh, proceeded to, to ring Chloe uh, and they met. Directly? Uh, directly. Where would he get her number from then? Well, the number's handed over um, by us on the day of the shoot. So if either party can't find one another. I like Jessica so, Carly kicks ass. I do I quite do like Jeremy Carly. Carly. <laughs> Charlie, Stop, Charlie Brooker once started a rumour that got traction that because he used to do a radio show that while he was on air, uh, three men dressed in bear costumes came in, tied him down and pissed on him. Wait, what? It never happened. And Charlie Brooker just wanted to start a rumour about Jeremy Carl. <laughs> you know Charlie Brooker, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah he I wrote Black Mirror. Yeah. And, yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, um, so he told a quite a telling thing in there. He... he he confirmed, and the, the um, Michael Herber's defence call on that clip, to say that she did have some kind of contact with him before, not just a meeting, but actually met up with him. He used the words, they met up. Yeah, yeah. Didn't he? Yeah. So that, that might be misspeaking, or that might be revealing. It's, mm-hmm. that's, it could go either way. So uh, uh, Phil paid for Chloe's flight, return flight to get home safe. Whilst waiting for her to return, he mentions in the same interview that um, £200,000 worth of work had been offered through his agency for Chloe. So he was getting lots of job offers, probably interviews, but probably like photo shoots for the sun and stuff because they want photos to go with the stories and things like that. Um, But as soon as she returned to the UK she dumped Phil Green's company and him as an agent and went to a company called Kruger Crown Um, and Phil said of her being in his agency she probably has the most she probably has been the most successful model within the agency and to pay up for all those expenses to live that ordeal with her deal with the ransom notes and the huge stress of trying to get her released he sort of felt a bit betrayed by her yeah I can imagine so because he'd been there for her you know, he had yeah. been there for her. Yeah, throughout this whole entire ordeal. There were some rumours that he was maybe involved in some kind of conspiracy to, to get her name up so he could get more money for her, but that that goes against her when she dumps him. Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, let's talk conspiracy. Maybe thinking one of the lines of thought, he did help her, um, and she came back, dumped him. You wouldn't have stayed quiet about it, would you? No. You wouldn't. You won't want to implicate yourself, but you'd probably try and get something more than just rumours out there that, you know, yeah. that she concocted this. Yeah. Which is, yeah, so I don't buy that at all. And Phil Green, um, I tried looking into him, whether he's got a shady past or anything like that. He describes himself as on LinkedIn as uh, representing actors and models for TV, photographic advertising and promotional assignments in the UK and overseas. Models with large social media followings for influencing does he have any other notable um, people under his agency? Not that I could find. Okay. And um, so yeah. he, he he kind of he kind of looked after small time people then, really. Basically, I mean, okay. his company had been around since uh, 1985. He was a DJ prior to this. Okay. And that's how he got into the the industry through that thing. And the only sort of anything negative I can find about him personally as a person was uh, a, a brief quote from an article and I can't remember the article but I'll link it uh, quote as a former client candidly tells us 
quote, after he measured me up, he would then ask to hug me whilst I was naked. That's all I could find on, on anything Which is a shady. bit of a lechy old man thing. Yeah, and that's like, that's not an accredited quote. There's no, there, there was no, um, you so know. I don't think there is. I think no. that's just, so that's literally all I could find. And that's just probably somebody is, they wouldn't, he wouldn't take me on. And he wrote a book as well about his time in the industry, modeling industry, and there doesn't seem to be anything in that that would, would think him. And I yeah. don't think he, 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 he was involved. If this was a scam, I don't think he was involved. Yeah. Mm. And I feel a bit sorry for him because he, he must have, yeah, he must have felt betrayed. Yeah, totally. Because he was, what, all of this. yeah, for a good week, he was probably worried sick and, and yeah. doing everything he could. I don't know about their relationship, personal relationship, but, but still, that. he sent her there. He must have yeah, felt yeah, a massive that, amount of guilt. guilt. Yeah, definitely. So the, uh, so as we say, Chloe went to this, this company called Kruger crown and it's a big step up in the world so these have got people like bob geld off on their book share um oh, wow. who else did i say joe brand but i don't want to do something because i was playing around with this i won't see how much you could get for how much money so if you go to talent so yeah so if you go to like after dinner speakers there should be one for after dinner speakers yep there we go so who have they got they got alan titchmarsh adrian charles Oscar campbell I don't know who that is. He's a chef of some kind. So I recognise that guy there. Andrew Maxwell is a DJ, isn't he? Is he? Yeah. Or a comedian or something? Andrew like Neil, political commentator. No, but Andrew I want to... I want to find one I actually know. Um... Archbishop Desmond Tutu, Bear Grylls. Yes. There we go. Yeah, I like Bear Grylls. Oh, Ben Fogel. I love Ben Fogel. Yeah. So if you go up, there's a slot. There's a, a, a. So let's see who we can get for under 5,000 for an after dinner. <laughs> like at their price. Oh, Amanda Manucci. He, he wrote with Chris Morris. He's good. Yeah. Good comedic writer. Supply for Who can you get for under five grand? Okay. So we could get. Nobody I know. No, I can't say I know. No, any of those. he looks like a, a, a low budget. Um, Kevin Spacey, the one in the middle. Indeed. Okay, so, so let's have a five, five to ten. ten. Five to ten granders for one speech. Let's see who we can get. Okay. You can get Andrew Maxwell. Ben Fogel. No way. I'd pay ten grand to see Ben Fogel chat for 30 minutes. Daryl Wilkinson. No idea who these... Oh, Jeremy Vine. Oh, Jeremy Vine. No. So that's quite a lot of money just for an after speaker. Oh, Sergeant. Oh, right, let's try. Let's try the the, the highest tier. See okay. if we can get for um, two twenty thousand. Let's, let's do. No, the they, they, they won't be on there. So twenty thousand to fifty thousand. So let's assume fifty grand. Who can you get for fifty grand? Okay, Alan, Alan Titchmarsh. Yes. Oh my God, James. What's his face from? His face from the car thing. The car thing. Oh, you oh, think yeah, James, James May? May. What yeah. is going on? Yeah, James May from Top Gear for fifty grand. Richard Hammond. Oh, Paul Hollywood! <gasps> Who? Can we have Paul that? Hollywood. Oh, from MasterChef. No, no. the British, British, British Bake Off. Wait, is an astronaut there? Who's the astronaut down the bottom? Ron Garan. Don't know. Yuri Geller. Jesus, I wouldn't pay fifty quid. <laughs> Look, at, he's got a spoon. Of course, he's got a spoon in a his fucking fridge. A bent spoon. So yeah, so for this is big money. Like okay. to charge fifty grand just for a, an after dinner speaking arrangement. Yeah. So it's a big company, and they do represent. But like I say, people like share. Um, How much would fucking Bob Geldof be? Oh God. I suppose he'd be on request. He would be on request. Who is on request? Just <laughs> click on it. Yeah. Oh, is like that what's the face? Winkleman. The sportswoman? Um, the, the one Claudia that... Winkleman? Yeah, the rower. No, Kelly no, Holmes. Kelly rower. Holmes, that's the one. Sir Kelly. Dame. Oh, oh, Dame. Dame. Sorry, sorry not She's sir. She's got all the letters. M-B-E-M-I-L. Um, click on... On request. Adrian Charles. Adrian Charles makes... What, charges more than 50 grand? Apparently so. 
I mean, Bear Grylls. Jesus. Yes. I'm going to go through these. Okay. You might have to cut some. Boris Becker, Claudia Schiffer, Darrow Bryan. Ah, oh, Darrow Bryan, yes. Would you pay 50 grand plus just to listen to Darrow Bryan at a speaking he engagement? He's a very intelligent chappy. He, I feel like he would have a lot to say. <sighs> Fern Britton. George Clark. George Graham Clark. Norton. Oh, Graham Norton. And Greg Davis. I would have Greg Davis. Yes. Right, I think we've had a... No, no, no. We I feel more. like we need to go How is this interesting for people? Because home. I want to know who I can buy. I don't know how much of that you're going to cut out. <laughs> I feel like this is important okay, information Anyway, for the point of this was that there are some very big names. So it's yes. definitely a step up from a... And Chloe's a, not on there once. Well, we'll get into Ooh. why. We'll get into why. Um, so it's you go from one site, which is, of course, if that company offered you um, money to be with them. But if you notice on there, there's no glamour models, models or any no. of that no. thing. So when she, she switched modelling agency... So this was in early August, uh, less than a month after the cab- kidnapping, and she announced the agency changed the day she returned, saying that she would now be an after-dinner speaker raising awareness about the sef- sex trafficking industry. All right. But in 2018, she was dumped by said agency because she started working on a topless TV station, Studio 66 TV. If you go to the next picture... What, the day after? No, no, this is this is a few months later. Oh, okay. So she started working on one of these chat uh, line things oh, where you get your tips on So the uh, Kruger Crown said, our agreement with Chloe has always been on the understanding that we could only represent her so long as she didn't return to a career as a paid glamour model. Chloe has decided she now feels comfortable returning to that career. And as a result, we have decided that we can no longer represent her. I have spoken to her to inform her of our decision and we wish her well for a future career. So, yeah, so she, she basically didn't stay with that idea of um, talking about the sex trafficking industry for long. She went straight back into the glamour industry fairly soon. Maybe she realised people won't pay for that. She wrote a book. Uh, If you go to the next couple of photos, there's a poster of the book. That's, yeah, uh, the untold story of my adoption and she was on Big Brother as well Celebrity Big Brother I can't believe they got her on Big Brother though that's quite Mm, yeah mm, so and then she's been in the news very recently um, because she's sold some kind of tabloid story that says you know celebrity I'm celebrity jungle time thingy oh yeah she fucking slipped yeah. She had a threesome what? with the the woman who won, won it. You know, um, the woman who won it, her husband. Lauren from EastEnders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She won it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I and apparently what? she had a threesome with her husband and somebody else. What? This, this girl had a, a, a threesome whilst, whilst this woman from EastEnders and her husband were married. Yes, while she was in the jungle. Maybe. No, no, no. Right before she went into the oh, jungle, right. after she'd flown <gasps> over to Australia. So she's kind of gone down that line of selling. I'm going to sell my story to yeah, my which is a shame because yeah. it's like when she came back and she made that statement, it, it could be quite a noble thing to do. She could really do something positive. I'm not saying yeah. there's anything wrong with glamour models. That's that's a, no, a fine no. career choice if you want to do that. But it's definitely not as. Um, she could have done something more with this experience and it, it yeah. again it's used by the um, the uh, defence for Michael Herbert that maybe she's just out to make quick money 
Yeah, that's I would what it does seem like. like. Yeah, it does not go in a favour. I'll definitely give it that. Mm. So we can discuss it quickly now. But overall, I I don't think she's made very smart decisions since. But I don't think she was involved in staging this. I don't, don't get that feeling from it. No, I have, a, I have a gut feeling. And and considering the things that the police were so supportive of the story and did find physical evidence on her there and she had drugs evidence. in her system. I mean, she could have obviously taken ketamine a while before or they could have given her ketamine as part of the staging thing. Ever, anyway, we discover a low dose or something. I don't yeah. know. But you can check the dosage even in yeah, the Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't have that in front of me. And those photos were pretty compelling. Yeah, but I... But you can fake it. Yeah. But that... that I mean, I could see how maybe she'd be charmed into it by that guy although she said she found him disgusting maybe she was just saying that but he was a compulsive liar and he could have maybe concocted a story and maybe got her involved on something mm-hmm. but I just don't get the feeling that she she was involved in this directly I, I don't, don't feel like she would have spent the time to come because obviously the choices that she's made after it's all split decisions of things that are happening at the time of the you know stuff that gets people's attention quickly this whole entire thing was premeditated it was thought through it was it was a long lengthy process of doing that I don't think she would have yeah. gone and, through that and process. she must be some kind of if she did have anything to do with it to leave somebody in prison for 16 years she must be quite a sociopath to be, I mean she might be a sociopath mm. but to do that you would have to be a sociopath surely to have no empathy for somebody to leave them rotting in jail for 16 yeah, years who you, and he never well he did he changed his story many times and that obviously muddled the water if, if she ever was um part of this it was completely muddled by him changing his story so many times if he maybe he'd come out the first time and said we did this together i helped plan it but no messages have come out between them about these things no planning nothing like that it's purely speculation about sort of odd behavior like the holding hands but as me and charlie were discussing while we were having a bit of a break it's like reverse stockholm syndrome yeah so instead normally in stockholm syndrome um because we're a famous case where uh, a, a, a kidnapped person sort of developed romantic beauty in the beast feelings for um the kidnapper but this is like reverse stockholm syndrome unless one of his stories is true and he's been obsessed with her for a long time so it's kind of murky you know what i mean a bit confusing i have the feeling that he was obsessed with her for a long time yeah social media thing yeah concocted concocted this story kidnapping raising her to fame and she then thought oh he's onto something here Mm. hence why the hand-holding, the going and buying shoes, the laughter and stuff like that. Yeah. And some of the body language that she portrays in those stills of the video camera. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's very like, you're not in the position that you would be if you were actually 100% the victim. I don't yeah. think she's not a victim. Well, no. you said you said because she's walking behind him yeah and i agree with it you that if you'd kidnap somebody you'd you'd be behind them because you want to keep all them your eyes on. on if they're if they're behind you you can't keep an eye on them but what i would say to counteract that is that he know he knew he was taking her to be freed so it's not the situation but how d- but if she was he'd come to the he'd come to how- the, the decision that right i'm going to take but her in that other it doesn't really matter whether he's got his eye in on. that other still that you showed us where they're holding hands mm, that was in the street that was a few days before that though. yeah but she's still walking behind him she was. and even mm. if he's you're got her hold- by the hand he has yeah, got her by the but hand even if you're holding hands you still place yeah. your 
prey as such, because don't forget in this instance, he's a predator. Yeah. Your prey in front of you, so you do never, even in the animal animal kingdom, your prey remains in front, so you never take your eyes off them. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. he had her by the hand, yeah, which is a grasping situation, mm. but she was still behind him. Yeah. Mm. And that's still, he can't see anything. Yeah. She can't see that if she's gesturing to somebody. Yeah. He can only go that she's following him in that direction, Would, not what she is doing. She said that mm. she, she played along with this, not sexually, but she played along because she thought it was her only way of survival, which is a perfectly reasonable yeah, again, response, I that, think. I, I said that earlier, that could possibly be it, but... I think that, that makes her, her maybe smarter. And I think if she wasn't a glamour model, I don't think... I'm not... Again, I'm not trying to protect glamour models because I know glamour models can be fucking trashy and sell any old shit to the newspapers about who they've shagged that week and stuff. And it is a very... It's murky a very word. murky world. But I feel if she wasn't a glamour model... Um, she probably wouldn't have got the backlash about whether a story was real yeah. or that to the same level because yeah. there was a lot of it. And I think because she was so into putting her story out there yeah. straight away that it was kind of like, well, why? Yeah. I because she, a book. she did, went on Big Brother. And all of this, it's kind of like, well, if you've been a victim, a lot of victims hide out for the first couple of months they give their was, quick press interviews well she was she was in Italy for three weeks and people have criticised her for that why do you seem like confident and strong now and uh, she's her reason is well I had three weeks in Italy to recollect myself no before yeah no and people have argued you know you'd probably have things like PTSD from this like some kind of severe yeah. trauma and to be outside your house sort of smiling in a low cut top and shorts within a few weeks or is a bit odd or you could say maybe she's the kind, the kind of personality where something takes a long time to sink in so it's not it's not indicative of something it takes a long it's, time to sink in and then she goes on Big Brother which that is was, that full was, cameras yeah that was is like really, a year later is there like a YouTube thing of her best bits on and um, big. It would be interesting. Yeah. It, it would be fun to find that out. Well, she did talk about that. it on the show, but no, I, I, I don't think she's made. I think she, she missed a really good opportunity to, if this is a genuinely real yeah. event, which I get a good feeling that it did happen. Maybe, I think, other things might kind of hope other things might come out in the trial of uh, the brother Michael. Um, to, to whether the defence has actually got some credible evidence rather than hearsay and circumstance or why yeah. they th they're saying that she was part of this. So that could turn everything upside down completely. Yeah. But I just, I'm just a bit sort of, I don't know her personally, but I'm just disappointed in her that she yeah. maybe didn't take a better route after this yeah. and, and use it as a real opportunity to, to maybe make a change in the world. Yeah, she could have been an advocate and, and a, a voice on sex trafficking, blah, blah, yeah. blah. But no, really big brother not. and tits out. Yeah. Still. Yeah. Odd. Right. Well, what do you think? Do you think yay or nay to it being I'm a, real? I'm a little bit yay, but I'm also I'm a little, I'm a little bit sceptical because of the way that she dealt with the whole situation. As you say, she made some very bad decisions. Yes. So, hmm. unfortunate. But, I wouldn't say bad decisions. Unfortunate. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Charlotte, what do you think? Um, I think she was partly involved. Yeah. But yeah. you don't. You just get that feeling. Yeah, I just get that feeling. Um, yeah. Not that she planned it to start off with. No. That it was done properly by the books and everything else but mm. then she thought oh maybe this is a quick book yeah she saw the potential it may be yeah. crossed her mind at some point if, if I get home this is going to be my career yeah so let's make it 
as story worthy as possible. Yeah. So, and that's what I think. Maybe. Yeah. But, but anyway, let us not know. Speaking on the victim's no. behalf, we are say, stating our opinion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But again, I, I'm, I'm more inclined to believe. But please tell us what you think on the, yeah. the Instagram post yeah. when this, this comes up, whether you, you follow the story before and, and whether you think, you know, she was a victim or whether she was involved somehow. Let us know. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to take a quick break and then we're on with Charlotte's Folklore. Yes. And it's just, we're, we're, we're from the UK, obviously, and just as we're recording this, the polls have closed. So hope you all went out and, and voted today. And yes. Whoever you voted for, that's up to you. Don't let anybody uh, chastise you for it. It's your or opinion. Or try to dictate your opinion mm, to yeah, you. Yeah, no, because there's, there's people on both sides who are But if you're a woman and you did not go out and vote, mm. I'm a little bit ashamed. <laughs> well, let's just take women- it off you. Fought. What do you need for anyway? Fuck off, Nicholas. <laughs> Women fought for their vote back in the 1900s. Complained. Yes. We didn't come alone. We fought for it, and we got it. And yeah. it's we one of a, a lot. We, we went, went through, through a, lot. a hell of a lot. So you have that vote, and you just you just left it there. I mean, Even if you go and screw the ballot up and put a massive X across all of it. Yeah, I've done. I used to do that for many years. Spoil the ballot. It still counts. It still none counts. of the above. It counts as none of the above. But you and you, but you use your vote. Yeah, because yeah. it's so important. Because a lot of places in the world don't have that that right, and we do. And it's important that we uh, we never get complacent with it and yeah. lose it. So yeah. Um, yeah. Because we do not want to become a de- dictatorship at all. Unless I'm a dictator. Nicholas is a dictator, yes. But that's just in our relationship, <sighs> not the whole nation. Yeah. <laughs> one day. One day. Aspirations. And all. Oh, right. the other thing that I we've not ever mentioned this, but, well, we might have actually, but Nick wants to actually own a cult. No, we're not getting into that now. That comes in the <laughs> new year. And it's, yeah, it's it's turned a lot more secretive than I initially... In, and this is... I'm I'm going to have to keep it. I'm going to don't know this anything. I'm going to have to keep it more on the down low because it's it's running into problems already. That it being majorly public isn't going to help Uh, it anyway. So if you're not going to delete that bit, can just everybody who's listening to this forget you heard that portion of the podcast? Oh well, I was going to say it was going to be a court about cats. Oh right. No. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. Fine. (laughs) Steph, are you worried for the new year? Maybe a little. Yeah. Anyway, (laughs) let's change subject swiftly. So it's Christmas. My story wasn't at all Christmas related, but let's get Christmassy, considering this is the last time we'll talk to you lovely people before Christmas. Yeah, indeed. And Charlotte is going to serenade, not serenade, what's the word? I'm going to serenade you a little bit. Are you? Oh, God. (laughs) Done. Nick already knows. She's going to lavish us with gifts of Christmas lore. That's what I was going to say. I am indeed. Because Let's be honest, we think of Christmas as holly, jolly, merry and bright. No. But there's actually some dark undertones to it. Indeed. So... But humbug. Um, I know Steph last week covered Krampus, so mm-hmm. leaving that one. Do you know why we have the date of the 20... 25th? 25th. I'll get into the... Jeebus? Oh, you know, you can get into the date in yeah. particular about the Romans. Yes. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, fair enough. Not so Jeebus. shush your mouth, your heart. And about paganism as well. It's shush your mouth, your okay, heart. Okay, fair enough. Did Jeebus not come into this? Jeebus comes into this a little bit, okay. but shush your mouth. Okay. Yes. Right. Okay. Okay. So, but yeah. I'm going to be covering the Yule Lads and Gryla the Witch, Ooh. as so mentioned in Sabrina the Teen, the Chilling Adventures. Because hell, that's a great Christmas episode to watch if you haven't. New Sabrina or old series. Sabrina? 
Sorry? New Sabrina. New or Sabrina, oh. hence the chilling adventures, oh. not yeah. Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Well, I you know like what? old Sabrina. I have been watching the old Sabrina. I, it's very funny. It, they are I love good. that show. And I miss Salem talking. Yeah, yeah it was the best bit about it. I but I am a bit partial and I'm so excited because season three is coming out it in is. February. And Did Harvey you? was a honk, wasn't he? He was, Oof. indeed. Did you see the interview oh. of, of the, uh, the original aunts watching the new Sabrina? And Harvey and, Sab- and Melissa Joan Hart watching it as well. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's just like, oh, well, that's a bit political. Our Sabrina didn't do that, did she? <laughs> yeah. And then I think Harvey goes, oh, I'd never do, I would never have got a, gotten away with doing that in, in the show. Yeah. And, and Melissa Joan Hart's like, no, I wouldn't have been able to dress like that either. <laughs> it is funny. Very funny. But, Why, is um, she a bit slutty? No, anyone? she's not a bit slutty, but there is a, f- a few instances. Risque. Yeah. Oh, right, okay, fair enough. I'm also going to be talking about Good Kings Wenceslas. Oh, yeah. Good do I get to sing? You do. Oh, you, you do. Not yet, please. You beat me to it. No, okay. beat me and to then I'm even going to talk about a bit of mistletoe. <laughs> okay. Well, so, you mentioned, I'd, you promised Romans. I have also got Romans. Okay. Okay, and paganism. Paganism. Because okay, I think okay, says Christmas like Romans. Well, you'd well. be surprised. <laughs> you'd be surprised. <laughs> Open your mind, Steph. You're so, about to be knowledge-bombed. So, like I said, I've watched the Solstice episode. And in mm-hmm. it, it does mention Gryla and the Yule Lads. Yeah. And I was like, have they just made this up or mm. is it based on actual people? And it is actually based on some a story. I've never heard of that before. So it's an Icelandic folklore. Gryla is, Gryla, sorry, is a, she's a giantess. Mm-hmm. She's also known as a mountain witch. She lives in the mountains with her third husband and 13 sons. She's said to be able to detect misbehaving children all year round and she comes down from the mountains whenever she is hungry to hunt for children, which is usually around Christmas time, yeah. around Yule time. What is it with witches eating kids? Ah, tasty. So, yeah. That she's eating children as they are a favourite snack and her favourite meal just happens to be naughty children's stew. Of course. So. The naughtiness really adds that depth of flavour. Flavour. Bitter. Chewy. <laughs> nom, nom, nom. <laughs> Gryla is the mother of the Yoshvana. Gorgeous. I'm sorry, any Icelandic listeners... I'm going to pronounce these 13 names fucking wrong. I and know I'm going to enjoy every second. They don't have the internet in Iceland, don't worry. They do. They don't. They just have sort of sticks and so, things. <laughs> Nick. Ice, so, an ice. Nick, stop. No. You're being very mean to the Icelandic people. I know. I love Iceland. I want to go there. <laughs> No, I genuinely do. It's yeah. from the place I really want to go. In You're all degenerates, but I love you. <laughs> <laughs> the Yule lads are said to visit on th- the 13 days leading up to Christmas and leave treats for the good kids and rotten food for the not-so-good kids. The Yule lads, though, they didn't actually come into creation until, well, about the 17th century. And... They were much more annoying than what they are now. Okay. So the Yule Lads in order. Wait, you, what are they now? Sorry, I've, I've, I've missed this. I don't know who the Yule Lads are. So the Yule Lads now are just mischievous little boys who come to visit. Mm-hmm. Back then, they were... Are we talking about actual people? No, no, no. Oh, okay. They're like spirits, aren't they? Yeah. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. Got you. Got you. They are said to be the spirits of lost or deceased children who died in the forest of the mountains where Gryla lives. And there's only 13? There's only 13. Okay. So your first one is Stegjusta, which in English means sheep caught clod. What? Sheep caught clod. I've never heard that in a... What's a sheep caught clod? Well, 
he harasses sheep. <laughs> he's slightly impaired by his peg legs. Okay. Okay. Right. Then you have a Gil- <laughs> <See> sheep tip. <laughs> <laughs> then you have Gilja'a, which in English means gullygawk. That's an awesome name. And he hides in the gullies, waiting for the chance to sneak into the cow shed and steal the milk. And tip cows. Cow tipping. <laughs> then you have a stufa, which means a stubby. Aww. He's abnormal, abnormally short and steals pans to eat the crusts that have been left in them. So, like the bread pans. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you said pants. No, yeah. pans. This is like the seven dwarves. They've all got like, yeah. their own individual. Except there's 13 dwarves. Yeah, there's, there's 13. Slash children. Slash children. And then you have a fully skykia, which is a spoon licker. <laughs> just, Does yeah. he lick spoons by any chance? Steals and licks wooden spoons. No. It's he... extremely thin due to malnutrition. Is I can imagine a, you get a lot of Maybe he's short on a chromosome. He doesn't sound the brightest. <laughs> well, you then have a potsfuel. Fabulous. Who is pot scraper in English. Okay. And he scrapes the remains from the pots. Okay. Oh, is that naughty? It's incredibly mischievous. It's annoying. It? Yeah. How dare uh, you paint scrubbed? Wait, wow. But paint scrubbed. Pot scrubbed. That, that wasn't good English. Pot scrubbed. Here's another one for you then. Asku laker. Okay. Bowl liquor. Uh, it's all to do with utensils. He hides that. under the beds waiting for someone to put their bowl down when he will then nick it. Who puts their bowl down next to their bed? Yeah. Okay. Icelandic people. Yep. Okay. And then we've Never got... Icelandic yoghurt. Yeah. Well, I'm coming up to one of those in a minute. <laughs> and then you have Herhaskela. Fabulous. Which is a door slammer. Okay. He likes to slam doors during the night, waking people up. Okay. Uh, that was that was in the episode. See, that's, a lot of door yeah. slamming. That that's door that's slamming. the most annoying so far. Yeah. And then you have a Skygurna. Yep. Which is Scry Gobbler. Scry is a yogurt that's ah. in East, in Iceland. Is this where the ski yogurt came from? Yeah. Mm. And so Sky Grabler likes to eat all the yogurt. There we go. And then his brother, the bowl liquor, L- licks, licks the bowl, bowl out. and spoon liquor licks the spoon. <laughs> well, it sounds quite handy. Door slammer is up. slamming the door. That is the worst. But the rest just sound like a washing machine. Okay. Well, here's another one. You've got Bukrai Kainaya. The boot boot liquor. Nope. No. Sausage swiper. (laughs) Swiper, no swiping. (laughs) And he likes to... That sounds like a a thing, like somebody, the way you describe somebody on Grindr, a sausage swiper. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I mean, I'd swipe. Well, this sausage swiper likes to hide in the rafters and snatch the sausages that are being smoked. What? Smoke, though. You're thinking of somebody having a fag but a sausage, aren't you? I can see your brain working. Maybe. (laughs) And then we have Glugaigainga. Okay. Window peeper. (laughs) I think it's about to say the window liquor there. Some kind of pervert. (laughs) A snoop who looks through the windows in search of things to steal. Okay. Okay. But doesn't actually just just peeps and then... Just peeps, (laughs) that's it. Okay. Let me guess the next one. Is he the... Stealer, stealer. No, no, not yet. <laughs> okay. We have Gutta Pfeiffer. Yeah. <laughs> Doorway sniffer. <laughs> Doorway sniffer. He has an abnormally large nose and, is, and an acute sense of smell, which he uses to locate bread. 
In doorways. In doorways. Wait, sorry, is this a Christmas legend? <laughs> no. What the fuck has any of this got to do with Christmas? <laughs> it's Icelandic Christmas law. <laughs> okay, all right. And then we have Kikroya. Right. Meat hook. What meat does meat hook stealer? do? He Steals. uses a hook to steal meat. Steal meat, of course. All oh, right, okay. And then the last one is Kiskanaita. Yeah. It's candle stealer. <laughs> I mean, the majority he, of these are kitchen-based. And he follows based. children in order to steal their candles. Do, do children just, just carry they candles? Ha, Give it here, you bastard. And <laughs> <laughs> he just runs off into the dark. Well, not in the darkness, because he's got a candle. Yeah. Not anymore. <laughs> not anymore, he can't see me now. And all, I'm not going to lie, when I was researching this, all I could think of is Elf. He's an angry little elf. Yeah. And that's also where the ideology, ideology of elves comes from. Uh, the Yule Lads. All oh, right, okay. okay. I really okay. wanted there to be more because I was enjoying every one of them. I know, right? Uh, they are, they are <laughs> weird. They're not particularly even winter related. No. No. So that's... Is Iceland? Is that, <laughs> is that all of Iceland? Because I've got an Iceland fact. They're... Well, I've got one more. Okay. Okay, okay so that's all the Yule Boys. Okay. And we, at, on today, yeah. we are currently waiting for Gully Gork Who's Gully to Gork? arrive. Which Who's Gully Gork? Gully Gork was... He looks out of something. Gullies? The he, one in the ditch. He's the one that is hiding in the gullies, waiting to sneak into the cow shed and steal the milk. Ah, uh, the cow tipping. Yeah. And the cow tipping. Yeah. So, if there's any reports of cow tipping in the news tomorrow, <laughs> we know it was gully gawk. Yes. Good to know. Can I say my Iceland fang now? Yeah. Go on. Do you know we were at war with Iceland in the 70s? Of course it's war-related. <laughs> no, I didn't. Yeah, we were at war for like four days with the Icelandic because there was like some... As I mean Britain, we weren't alive, so I shouldn't say us. But Britain was at war. There was like some dispute over fishing territory and an uh, Icelandic uh, fishing boat saw a British battleship and thought, we can have that. <laughs> so they started throwing harpoons or something at it. <laughs> And the British battleship commander must have been like, what the bloody hell is this? What and the bloody hell is going on? And sank the shit out of them. You with sank, the I sank their battleship. Yeah, so, and then there was like some standoffs between, but yeah, the Icelandic Navy only really had sh- fishing sh- boats. Trawlers. Against uh, sort of artillery mounted battleships. I don't think it was But they've got a little fair. island, haven't they? Have they? The yeah. Woman. There's an island between Britain and Iceland. Oh yeah. That, what like towards the end of this little war thing Iceland put a flag on it oh yes and they and keep changing it Britain yeah. goes over say a couple of months later and changes it to the it's British like flag no and then a couple of months after that the Icelandic will change it back to their flag and they and leave oh. gifts for each other yeah, as well and like, stuff. so it's quite well true? natured please tell me this is true, yeah. This is true. Yeah. yeah still today yeah. Yeah. yeah they still change the flag every no. so many months now and they no, That's I won't bring amazing. it up now. I won't bring it up yeah. now. And I will Google this. And it's more of a this. case of it's an honour to the, each of them and, like, yeah. that kind of thing. I love that. That's yeah. cute. But I would love to go to Iceland. It just seems yeah, I do really love genuinely Iceland. beautiful. It Indeed. is. And, and lovely people from what I hear as well. <laughs> Even the Yule lads with their doll sniffing yes. and pot licking and, and cow tipping. Yes. The last fact <laughs> I've got about Iceland is they also celebrate... Well, they also have the law that there is a Christmas cat. Okay. Yes. 
An old Icelandic folklore that states that every Icelander must receive a new piece of clothing for Christmas or they will find themselves in mortal danger. Escalated. <laughs> An enormous black cat prowls Iceland on Christmas Eve and eats anyone who doesn't follow this simple rule. This obnoxious feline is known as the Christmas cat. Okay. So I can imagine Boris coming, you're wearing old clothes, I kill you. <laughs> He'd only kill you if you were, your pockets were stuffed with ham. Yes. When he was trying to get at the ham. Indeed. So, on That's a very fashion conscious cat. It is. He is. <laughs> very fashion. They it's are like the Pink Panther. No, put that jumper away, darling. You need a new one. Except the Pink Panther is now super gay. And Californian? Yeah. American at least. That's where I took it. <laughs> so next we're on to Good Kings Wendless. Wensless. So we all know the the Christmas Carol. I don't. The one about the Good the King tune. who was he on the feast of out. Stephen yep. when the frost lay all about yep. when it was deep and crisp and even. Ah, uh, they're the words. Okay. What's, the, what's the general? Was the moon that night? Oh, okay. Though the frost was cruel, when a poor man cruel, 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 when a poor man came in sight. He was gathering winter fuel. Hell. Dan, no, you cannot rhyme that with that. That's how no. the rhyme goes. I don't give a shit. That's, <laughs> that's poor semantics. That's like Kanye West coming up with a uh... Bohemian Rhapsody. Mate, never do that again. But did he? Yes. It's actually based on a true story about somebody that got murdered. What? Well, how is any of that involving murder? So, Wenceslas the first was Duke of Bohemia. Is it Wenceslas or Wenceslas? Oh, oh, the song's Wenceslas last looked out. Wenceslas first looked out on uh, the feast of Stephen. I always thought it was Good King Wenceslasless. Good King Wenceslas first looked out on the feast of Stephen. I'm sure, I'm sure it's last looked out. That's why I always thought it was first looked out because then I've, the uh, second is last looked out. I've That's got a, I've got a Wenceslas fact. That that's the the the, the Wenceslas mines is where the Nazis built the V two rockets. There we go. Okay, moving on back to my Everything story. Everything relates to the Nazis. Everything. Everything. Every it's conversation a, me and Nicholas has goes back around and around. It's just an interesting period into history. <laughs> but yeah, but I relates. say that about anyway. everything relates to serial killers. That's so. insane. That's cool. So, Wenceslas the first was born was Duke. Blah 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 blah. blah. Wenceslas first was Duke of Bohemia. And was born in 907 AD. Okay. He was raised by his more Drahomian, his Draconian. mother, sorry. His, he was raised by his mother, Drahomia, oh. who was the daughter of a pagan tribal chief. Mm-hmm. It was just 28 years later when he was repeatedly stabbed and lanced with a lance and then dismembered and left in front of a church. I feel like stabbing with a lance would be incredibly. Awkward. Yeah. But who did this terrible act? Why did they do this terrible act? Because I couldn't find anything better. Well, his brother committed the murder. Yeah. And it was because he practised his mother's pagan traditions over Christmas rather than the Roman traditions. Okay. Why did they use a sword? Sorry? Did they use a sword instead? No, no, it's just different kind of religions okay. and stuff. So basically they fought over religion. His brother didn't like it, so his brother murdered him. With a lance. With a lance. Okay. And then dismembered him and left him in front of a church. Fair enough. Yeah. So is, is that all about paganism? That's the one about paganism. So do you, the, the, the 21st of December and the 25th of December is important. 
Do you know why? To pagans and how it worked its way into Christianity. Oops. I'll leave the Roman bit alone, please. Okay, well, I'm not only going to touch on... I'm not going to mention that. But basically, on the solstice, the yeah, sun, is, solstice at, the sun yeah. is at its lowest Wrist. point. Yeah. Its point. And it stays at there for um, four days, and on the 25th begins to rise again. So symbolically, in the story of Jesus, he lays in, in waiting... Not on that date, but in the story of Jesus, he's yeah. a man who dies, is buried for four days, and then begins to rise... He rises again. So it, it's a link back that people say that uh, theorise that the story of his resurrection, even though it's not on that date, the general theme of that archetypal messiah, messianic figure goes back to paganism and the solstice. Yeah. The, the, those, those, that time frame in particular. Good it's just know. applied to a different time of year. Yeah. Oh, wow. There you go. Uh, next, I'm going to be talking about Chris, Christmas singing. Also known as carol singing to everybody else apart from Charlotte. (laughs) So singing carols door to door may be kind of an innocent thing to do nowadays. Unless you live in my area. They just throw bricks and then it's caroling. It's more like twat. And then (laughs) (laughs) and a brick comes through your window. That's caroling. But it once was a little bit more controversial versal, to say the least Ooh. it's seen as begging now isn't it yeah it is you, yeah. you get it for money I remember when I was younger so when all the kids used to play out in front somebody somebody at the end of my row would literally just go around door to door not even dressed up or anything he would just sing Christmas carols on yeah. his own is he pissed <laughs> No, not at all. He was like pre-teens. Oh, that's and, quite sweet though. Well, yeah. okay, okay, so it's all like 15, 16. So it's like, you know, old enough to know that, know that yeah. he's taking the piss a little bit. But yeah, you could know, just... That's quite well, cool. it's still better than what people in the, in the 17th century did. Go on. Oh, in the nice 17th century? Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> Have we, was that it? No, it was the 18th century, 19th oh, century. It still applies. Yeah. <laughs> but... It was kind of dangerous to receive carol singers. Oh, right. Okay. Um, in a piece for Salon, author and historic, historian Thomas Christensen recounted how the carolers or wassailers of the 17th century would arrive at homes unannounced and demand to be given the residence's finest food and drink. Okay. They would sometimes threaten violence and rape destroy property and sing songs with lyrics such as we've come here to claim our right and if you don't open up your door we'll lay it fat flat upon the floor so they were like dandy highwaymen i think yeah. this is just a i don't think this is christmas related really One other minute. than it happened at christmas i'm just imagining like these ye oldie people like women in bonnets yeah <laughs> and like men in top hats <laughs> yeah <laughs> just like we're gonna i'm gonna rape and kill you <laughs> One minister in the early 1700s rallied against the observation of Christmas and especially the practice of caroling. He complained that caroling drove people to rioting, chambering, which is fornication, and want, warrant, wantonness. Wanton, wantonness is the word I'm looking for. Wantonness? <coughs> As in wantons? As no. in destruction. Lose morals. Yeah. Uh, so the next thing I'm going to talk about is the Nutcracker. Ooh. 
the ballet, the ballet. Many of us heard of the music from the Nutcracker. At least seen a TV show or the ballet. Yes. Tchaikovsky. Tchaikovsky. Yeah. Tchaikovsky. I was thinking something else. So. Peter and the Wolf. I, just, I never really got the, 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 the association between nutcrackers shaped like little soldiers in Christmas. Well, I'm going to explain why. Okay. <laughs> so it's actually based on a, a store, 1816, 1816 story, The Nutcracker and the Mouse King by German author E.T.A. Hoffman. In the original tale, a seven-year-old girl named Marie slices her arm open after being startled by a vision of a toy nutcracker coming to life. As she recuperates, her godfather, Drosselmeyer, tells her the tale of a man cursed with the ugliness of a nutcracker by the heartless queen. When Marie eventually declares that she would love the nutcracker no matter his appearance, she is whisked away into the doll kingdom to marry him. The two are wed within a year of meeting, even though this would make Marie eight, year, eight years old oh. at the time of her marriage. Um, so by that time, she'd already slashed her arm. <coughs> And got married. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, bit of paedophilia in the original Nutcracker. I mean, it's a bit intense. Yeah. Escalated Mm. a bit quickly. Indeed. Mm. But at least it had good music. Not the book. Well. (laughs) The music came after. Okay. I don't think the music was written specifically for that. (laughs) For the the paedophilia. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is a tune where we make paedophilia too. No. The official soundtrack of paedophilia. Yeah, no. There are them. Next, I'm going to be talking about the Roman <laughs> festival of Saturnalia. Yes. So the Romans like to celebrate just about anything and everything. They did like a piss up and to have sex with they each did. other. Yeah. So what's more perfect than the festive season? Originally, it was held on the 17th of December, but as the festival was so popular, they extended it for a whole week. It was a period where they could indulge in the excess joy and and merriment. Sir James Fraser put into his work The Golden Borough. It was a time when the darker passions find a vent which would never be allowed them in more staid and sober course of ordinary life as it was deemed a religious day sacrifices to the god saturn were performed another important aspect was that of the festival put a temporary hold on social order for example slaves were allowed to wear nice clothes to sit at the head of the table to gamble and basically have a day off okay each household would select a king of misrule who would have temporary authority to command the head of the family to do his bidding. On the last day of the festive, festival, sorry, people would give each other gifts, such as simple figurines made out of wood, terracotta or wax. Cute. And basically, there is the rule that Jesus wasn't actually born on the 25th of December. Okay. No. He was actually born on the 1st of June. Oh. It was it was decided at the Council of Mycenae by Constantine that December the twenty fifth would be declared as his birthday because it coincided with the the end of that festival, so they just switched over basically. How do wait? How can something that's supposedly factual can just be changed like that? Well, because first of all, it's 
it's, it's a spiritual fiction. religion. Well, <laughs> let's not get into whether Christianity is fictional or, or fact, but obviously it, it was adopted by a cultural that already had traditions and holidays and festive periods. So, and it's, you know, this is 400 years after the fact. You know, this is in like the, the fifth century. So constant, no, is it before that actually? I think it was, no, I think it was around... I don't know, I can't remember exactly the date. But they, they basically just swapped over and the Council of Mycia, uh, Constantine, said, we need a date to celebrate his birthday. That'll do. End of the festival. It's a bit odd. And, um, a bit odd. It's kind yeah. of like Henry VIII saying, so oh, I want to divorce people, there's so nothing, make my own religion. There's yeah. nothing in the Bible story that mentions a date really at all. Nope. There's no, there's no mention of it being winter or that kind of thing. So where season. did June come from then? They worked it out by calendar dates right. that are actually put into the Bible, like alignments of stars and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. That they would have worked it out, that it would have... If it was, if he was in fact born when they say he was born according to the Bible, it would have been June time. Okay. And the most accurate date that they can find would have been June the first. Okay. But that's with what they're saying in the book. Yes. Yeah, in the out. book. Details in, in religious stories don't really matter. It's more about the meta myth. So it's it's about the meaning and and yeah. subtext of things. So okay. um, as again linking it back to that time when. The, the the sun is at its lowest point on the twenty first, then then stays there and rises again on the twenty fifth. Yeah. It's very is it's very important. Well, and it also rises in the constellation of the cross, which is also very important yeah. as well. And it's yeah. also Symbolical. one of the reasons because they said that Saturn, also known as Apollo, mm-hmm. made the sun rise and fall. Yeah, he, he was his little, little chariot charity thing, and then stuck going off the... Disney's Hercules. I'm not. I actually knew that just from <laughs> from, from myths actually because yeah. I like myths and. Yeah, but yeah, it is Saturn is basically Apollo. Yeah. And Apollo is the sun god. Yeah. And he carries the sun up. So it was him that has taken it down so he could rest on Olympus for a while. Yeah. And then bringing it up. Yeah, yeah. And then his son got all involved because he wanted a bit of that action. And then he didn't like it anymore. So they had a war. And yes. then. See, I know. They were Greeks, like so they probably wrestled naked. <laughs> in <laughs> mud. In oil. Terracotta. Olive oil. oil. Mm. All the grapes. Yes. Yes. Oh, lovely. And then. Oh. Two more. Oh, two more. I've got Santa going down the chimney. He didn't get one. No, no, no. <laughs> As it turns out, Santa isn't the only one that creeps into the homes of waiting people. No, they're called Jack burglars. <laughs> Murderers, Jack Skeleton. <laughs> also, you have in European law, they tell of helpful, well, some helpful and some malicious creatures, such as... Brownies, which is Scottish and English law. I always knew the brownies were fucking creepy. No, no, yeah, I thought you just meant the brownies, as in like the scouts, the, the yeah, brownies. Them, them too. Breaking into people's houses. Yeah. Do you want cookies? <laughs> Have my cookies! <laughs> I come down your chimney for this! <laughs> but no, a brownie is a helpful household spirit that enters and exits homes at night through the chimney. In the Middle Ages, witches were also thought to pass into the homes through their chimneys. In Greece, goblins called Krachnas Krachnas Norea One more time? No. (laughs) Were also known to crawl into homes through the chimney and terrorise the families within where as within. Whereas in 19th century Pennsylvania, Penn's Nickel or Bell's Nickel slipped down the chimneys to reward good children and oranges and or punish the naughty ones. A.K.A. Pennsylvanian Santa Claus and Krampus. 
Yeah. So. Yeah. And now it's changed into Santa coming down and unloading his presents on the kids. Yeah. And the last What? <laughs> Just unloading his presents. <laughs> emptying his sack then. <laughs> we had all this last week, guys. Oh, did we have it last week? <laughs> Do we have Santa sack? Just, I apologise. Oh, we had Krampus's apolog- sack as well. I do apologise. This is whipping him. I'm just in. I'm just um, by nature. (laughs) Cynical of these things. How dejected I am. You're all childish. All right. Stop laughing, guys. Come on. Don't encourage Nick anymore. And that includes you, Steph. I'm sorry. It tickles me. It's just a joke that has to be made. (laughs) (laughs) Lastly, we have mistletoe. Oh my gosh, I actually steamed my glasses up. You did, you laughed so hard you steamed yourself. Oh, of the the idea of Santa. It got steamy up in here. Okay, it's getting hard in here. I'm going to take my glasses off. (laughs) Ooh, Santa. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. In modern times, we see mistletoe as a plant to be kissed under. But in truth, mistletoe had some darker origins. It was seen as a sign of friendship by the Druids. And because of that, it was banned by many religious leaders throughout Europe. During Christian times. During Christian times. Yes. But later, York Minister Church in the UK... York's Minister of the church in the UK began to hold a special mistletoe service each winter during that service criminals from the town could come and bring a sprig of mistletoe and be pardoned for their wrongdoings they would be apparently declared public and universally liberated pardon and freedom of all sorts of inferior and wicked people as the at the minister gates and the gates of the city towards the four quarters of heaven. Hold on. Hold yep. on. That sounds like some kind of crafty trap <laughs> by the local sheriff. Nope. Like, there's criminals hiding here. Where are they? Let's get the church to say they're absolvable. It's no. like Chris Hansen does on Catch a Predator, that kind of no, thing. No, no, it actually did happen. I know, but it just seems like a trap. It would be a very good place for local police forces to do that yeah, nowadays. I'd, I'd be, be a we'll trap. pardon them. They murdered somebody. I'm going to pardon them with a sprig of mistletoe. <laughs> get them to the church. They'll be forgiven. And then, boom, walk out that church. They're mine. <laughs> Why did like I sound like Yzma? I don't, know. I don't know who that was an impression of. That was kind of like police detective meets Northern. Yzma. You need to do a British Bobby impression. Hello, hello, hello. What's hello. going on here? That was beautiful. Your soul belongs to the church, but your arse is mine. <laughs> like that kind that of thing. That was actually really good. I'll that give was. you that. Yeah? I'll give that you that. cute. So, nowadays, you'll see a sprig of mistletoe in many Christian churches on the altar. Yes. It's not to kiss the priest. It's not to kiss well, the priest. No. Well. <laughs> Even though that might be what he tells you. No, it's to forgive any criminals. <laughs> Do you know what? This is for, lad. <laughs> to forgive criminals, sir. No, to give me a smacker. But yeah, that's the darker side of Christmas. And we've lowered the tone, so. Yeah, we always seem to go on to priest sexual 
me too. Um, I think because things. everybody is very much aware of how... It seems to be a common theme in the show. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we didn't mention a fixie wanking today. Oh, OK. Oh, well, there, no, we there we go. There we go. <coughs> Brilliant. Your, there's your latest fixie Yes. Wank. Steph's not mentioned her quote. Are you All of say that it? beautiful business. Yeah. Exactly. There we go. And let's be honest, I don't like it. No, you haven't said that today. No, nothing and I think we've all said it one last time. Except Nick. Nick hasn't said his thing. Go on. What? Has <laughs> it got UFOs? No, that's not really my thing. I don't really have a catchphrase yet. Are there any aliens? Uh, no, I, don't really, I need aliens. a catchphrase for next year. Something, something cool. I'll have a think. I've got yeah. two weeks to think. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah next yes. year is not that far. So, <laughs> no. so we'll be back the we second week of January. Woo-woo. Yes, and we hope you all have a lovely Christmas full yeah. of presents and... Drunkness. And, um, you know, I was watching a thing the other day saying... Christmas can be a lonely time for people, so yeah. if if you feel like somebody's getting a bit lonely, it exacerbates it and stuff, doesn't it? When you yeah, know that definitely. everybody else is having fun and or whatever, I always find Christmas Day quite lonely actually, and I'm surrounded by people. But yeah. not that I, I, I need any help. I'm just saying that I'm just saying I, I can sympathise with it, and yeah. I don't suffer from depression or whatever, so I can I can sympathise. So if you know, so we maybe. You know, give, you, them, give them an Easter egg. Easter egg? What the fuck Easter am I egg on about? at Christmas? Hey, why not? There's somebody with the probably shit loads in their cupboard. But I've just ruined that now. I've ruined but no, no, you haven't. <laughs> give them a thought. Give them a hello. How are you doing? Yeah. I remember that if anybody feels low Christmas Day and they need a hand, we might not respond as quickly as may deem like as we'll possible eating chocolate. we were eating chocolate and mince pies but we're there guys we will respond as soon as we see that message indeed yeah yeah, yeah. and you, again thank you to everybody that's messaged us this year yeah. and suggested yeah, it's things awesome yes. as our first year as a podcast i think we did all right, we did yeah, all right. next year we're going to go up and up we are yes. indeed we did. right yeah. so should we all say merry christmas in some kind of really cringy unison okay no, ready i'm not yeah. doing that One. let's do it so, uh, should we, are we doing Happy New Year as well? Yeah, why not? Okay. okay. One, two, three. Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas and a Happy, Happy New Year. year. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, guys. I told you I weren't doing it with the rest of them. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. No, no, no. Is that it? I wanted to listen to more horror and gore. No. Let them carry on with their day. If they want to find us, they can find us on Facebook at Crime Creeps and Coffee Podcast. Twitter at CCNC Podcast. Instagram at Crime underscore Creeps underscore and underscore Coffee underscore Podcast. If they want to listen to more, they can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Castbox, and all podcast apps. But for now, before he interrupts again, I think we should say goodbye. Bye!